Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some champagne and Armagnac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 113th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plenty of means here once a week. We are going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We review the best and worst cigars and spirits we rated last year. We discuss cigar aficionados recently announced Cigar of the Year, and we raise a glass to 2024, all among a variety of other things for the next two hours. So sit back, get your favorite drink, Light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair both Dom Perignon Vintage 2013 Champagne and 25-year-age Delord Armagnac with the Partagas 898. A Cuban Lonsdale tonight on the pod from Partagas. It's called the 898. It's a 43-ring gauge cigar by six and three-quarters inches long. And boys, I don't know if there's a cigar that we have anticipated as much as the Partagas 898 on this podcast. Exactly right. 
This is a very, very special Lonsdale out of Cuba. Uh, regular production, but hard to find. And yeah. uh, very, very exciting tonight. Hard to find, not mentioned very often either. Yeah, only, you know, this is really a, a stick for people in the know. Yeah. You it's know, not rolled often up. either. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I think, yeah. what, once or twice a year they roll. Yeah, and I don't think they rolled any, uh, at least I, I haven't seen any, I don't know if they rolled any boxes in 2022. Mm. They have had some come up in 2023, but we're smoking uh, MTS September 20. So these are just over four years old tonight. Right. Very, very exciting. And uh, let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. And then I know S Senator has something very special for us, which is exciting. Mm. Just a tight bit of resistance on mine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, quintessential Cuban. Mm -hmm. Nice dry fruit. Yeah, this cigar is just mm. classic Partagas DNA through yeah. and through. Yeah. You know, so my expectation tonight is this is going to be some of the best of Partagas, you know, that we've done on the podcast. Absolutely. Mm. I'm a bit tight. Are you? Yeah, mine was tight. I, I had, had a poke. It. It, I, yeah. I'm just looking at the outside, the wrapper, too. There's a little, I've got a major vein. Uh, Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> Senator, what do you have for us? All right. Well, it is New Year's, so I think uh, we need to start with some champagne, a little palate cleanser before we okay. dive in on the cigar. My man. He, he's a, You know, this senator is very smart. Uh, yeah. Very intelligent, this guy. We love him. Well, <laughs> for, you the, have for, for the occasion, <laughs> if you really want to go hard for New Year's, there's only one bottle that's going to come to mind. A little Dom Perignon for us tonight. Ooh, My man. Wow. The, and what uh, is the vintage? 2013 vintage. Wow. Ooh, very exciting. Nice very 10 special. years of age. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we don't see the saber out. And I know we've done, we did another bottle recently of Paul Roger that we didn't saber. So why are we not sabering? This wonderful bottle of uh, champagne. Well, very easy. At, at two fifty a bottle, we don't want to lose a drop of this on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll lose about a quarter of this, it. This is all going to be consumed. It's time to do the pop. Here we go. Oh, oh, woo! oh very yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. So while Senator starts pouring that, can you guys believe that this is our third New Year together? No. It's crazy. I can't believe that. I can't believe that either. It's, it's just amazing. I can't believe I still like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's not to like? <laughs> so, Senator is very diligently pouring the expensive Dom Perignon champagne. Oh, yeah. This is very, very exciting. Garcon. Garcon has returned. The eighth member of the podcast, Garcon. Be generous. This is very exciting. So, we were debating between a few bottles, and uh, Senator picked up the Dom Perignon. Which is actually, we've had a few listeners request this who like to smoke it on special occasions, or drink it on special occasions with their, you know, fancy cigars, special occasion cigars. Yeah. So and this is a great one. It's amazing how good a champagne goes with a cigar. I mean, it's you true. guys it's, absolutely it's, love it's, that pairing. It's absolutely, it's refreshing. With, with certain cigars, it's, it's just yeah. perfect. It's got a great cleansing quality to it. I know? think it's great with almost all. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with a Cuban tonight, I think it's going to be... Oh yeah, really, really yeah, special. For sure, for sure. The uh, cold draw on this is—it's something special. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Mm, and I so really like—I really like on these that they're not wide open. That they have that classic Lonsdale just yeah. bit of resistance, you know. And it's got a nice, rugged, handsome wrapper. Yeah, you know. 
yeah. rustic, really well, rustic, rustic, really well say. rolled. Yeah, and I think people, when you know, a novice cigar smoker sees this cigar, they may underestimate it, not knowing what it is. But I, I think this is a, it's a, it's for me, this is a category of a celebratory cigar. Well, I don't think Indeed. any, yeah, no I mean, doubt I don't about think it. anyone underestimates it at if all. If they don't know it, if they don't know it, yeah, if they yeah. don't know it, then they have no business estimating it. You know, it's True. like this. This is a cigar that um, oh, is very limited in its production and um and it's revered that expression if you know you know yeah yeah that's what this cigar is right you know you know this this is you know i remember when we were first really starting to chase cigars and chase some special stuff this was you know and still is a unicorn like i just i don't reach for these no all right senator it's time yes Cheers, boys. Happy Cheers, New Year. Boys. Cheers. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Cheers. Happy, New Year's Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year to the listeners out there who've spent another wonderful year with us. Salute. So happy to be with you. Cheers, Salute. boys. Salute. Cheers, man. Happy right, New Year. Here we go. Dom Cheers. Perignon. Cheers, Cheers. Puba. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Oh, wow. That is wonderful. That is delicious. This water is delicious. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It oh, is good. That's great. The finish is the best part. I agree. It's like a creamy, silky finish. Yeah, mm. totally. So smooth. 100%. Where's the fucking caviar? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I yeah, actually man. really fucked up. That's for the after party. I well, have a fridge full of caviar right now I actually should have brought. Well, we'll go to your place after. That's true. Mm-hmm. We can. How much caviar do you have? How many of those uh, eight-ounce things did you get? No, no. So the, the best way to do this, I, I mean. Oh, no. He gets it in bulk, this guy. Yeah, but I, I also, my, my way of doing it, I, I buy the, the one-ounce uh, tins because it's just easier. There's no pressure to finish it that way. So, like, you're entertaining a bunch of people, so you're going to just dive into a big tin. But for me, I never know kind of the occasion. So I like to just get, like, a ton of the one-ounce ones. And that way, if it's just like, oh, me and someone else, like, throw out an ounce, done. If it's a big group, I have a, a special um, caviar dish. Which, as you get deeper into this, that's a vestibule. Right. You have to get this. So it's basically, if you'd imagine like a little fish bowl at the bottom, you put crushed ice. So you'll want to get like a bag that you can put like ice in with like a mallet and crush it like really fine. Uh, put the crushed ice in there. And then there's like this um, cone, glass cone that sits inside of the like fish bowl, basically. You put the caviar in there, and it keeps it cold the entire time when you're serving in volume. So I just like ah. pile on a bunch of caviar in there, hmm. and everybody can eat and enjoy. You want to right. know a trick for the crushed ice to make your job a lot easier? Oh, I, I would love one. Okay. It, the aesthetic of where you get it is a polar opposite to what you're doing. <laughs> quick, quick check. No. Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they have good so, ice, too. So you get a Chick-fil-A, ice. they have the best ice. It's pellet ice. It's the best ah. ice. So if you wanted to make crushed ice... It would take very little work if it's you wanted true. to crush it. You go to Chick Fil A and you go, "I'd like, I'd like a couple pounds of ice." They go, "No problem," and they sell ice wow. at Chick Fil A. That's, that's a great man. tip. That's yeah. a great tip. Yeah. I've heard that because trick before. I mean, doing it yourself with like regular size cubes that it like takes your so much work. Make. I mean, it sounds like I'm remodeling my kitchen when I'm just like banging <laughs> away on this thing. It's awful. No, Plus it's you can pellet, get a chicken it's, sandwich. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pellet ice. So all you have to do is just gently like break it up, and you're right there. That's I wonder great. what Popeyes has. <laughs> regular <laughs> ice. Regular ice. Yeah, you just have to stand stuff. in line for Chick- two hours. Chick- yeah. oh, by the way, I know people who like have parties and stuff, and they'll go and they'll get the Chick Fil A ice because it's kids love it and adults too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, it's cigar time. Please, let's light this thing. The Partagas Eight Nine Eight from Cuba. Again, it's a forty-three ring gauge Lonsdale by six and three quarters inches long. 
the factory name of this cigar and all of the Lonsdales of the same size in the Cuban portfolio is called the Dalius. Dalius. So last we bought these boxes, if I remember correctly, the box was 900 and change. Yeah. Right? About $917 at the time. Exactly. And that was, that was quite some time ago. About two years ago. So I think now they're probably closer to 1100 or 1200 for the box. You think? They were so cheaper than that. When we got them. Than that when I, when I I no, he's saying the last purchase. Yeah. You know, we purchased years purchase. ago for that's about 500. Yeah. yeah. Five, 600. In the yeah. last year, they were. I paid nine. They were nine. Change. Then yeah. they went up from there. Honestly, I'd pay the 1200 and if I can find another box. I would. Yeah. Wow. Immediately. This is so good. This is amazing. Wow, what a great what a great start here. No, is everyone smoking a 2020? I, 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 I know Senator and I have the same box code because we ordered a couple boxes at the same time. I mean, I've only had I had one of these, I think, with a couple people at the lounge. Maybe we smoked three or four of them, and then that was mm-hmm. it. And then maybe I tried one more and we bought two boxes at the time. This is like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was a while ago. We all have similar box codes in the identical year, 2020. Yeah, they're all late 20. Mm-hmm. Most of them are MTS box code, which yeah, is a provincial factory. Yes, yeah. and that's what we have. So they, like, you know, like Rooster said earlier, they really only make these once or twice a year. Very specific factories. They come out of the same factory each time. Um, and they're hard to find. You know here we are tonight. You know what's funny, though? There's a huge variation in the wrappers on 898s. Like, I have a box of 898s that's so dark it looks like a Maduro. <laughs> wow. And then, like, others that are light, like this one I picked out. Yeah. Like, this one's kind of like a Rosado. It's kind of got a red, mm-hmm. reddish hue, kind of like a Lusitania, like Rob Iola was talking about. It has a little bit of that reddish-type hue to it. But So what are you guys getting on the uh, on the light? It's an incredible cigar right now. I mean, it's I'm getting a lot of dry fruit. Get some baking spice. Yeah. Kind of, like, bready. And uh, uh, earthy, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Sour, you said bready, sourdough, mm-hmm. like because that's exactly the kind of note that pairs amazingly with champagne. Yeah, I'm getting a little leather too. Yeah, kind of like a Sir Winston type of leather, bread and biscuit. I, I think that's a good. I call got out. like a, a yeah a buttery sweetness too. Yes, you know, off that the charts. Like, and I mean, the amazing thing is that I remember. So for the listener, when you buy a box of cigars, you lay it down for four years, and you come back to it. Like I remember smoking from this exact box and us being like, wow, this needs so much more time. And now we're revisiting it and it's just so much different. Incredible. Yeah. I have a I have a box. I think it's got a TLE box code, if I'm not wrong. I've I've seen those yeah. boxes. Yeah. TLE. TLE yeah. MTS. Yep. Older. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's it so is good. good. My draw is tight. Mine's tighter as well. Yeah, mine's tight. I'm still getting. I'm still getting good draw though, mm-hmm. and and good combustion. Yeah, and nice. the flavor is just so robust. It's off the charts. And with the champagne we're having, this is just a wonderful. Oh yeah. Start to the evening. So boys, the Partagas Eight Nine Eight, as we know, comes in a fantastic presentation. Comes in a varnished box of twenty five. That's where the name Eight Nine Eight comes from. It's a row of eight on the bottom a row of nine above that, and then a row of eight above that, totaling 25. And that varnish box flips open with a clasp, and it's such a beautiful presentation. And the aroma, when I opened this box today to pull these cigars, is just, it's intoxicating. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I did. I pulled the box out, and I smelled it, and I was like... Grinder I haven't opened, it. I haven't opened it in years. <laughs> yeah. It smells great. Yeah. I, mean, I, would, I was admiring the, the aroma very, oh, yeah. very quickly. The one thing that frustrates me about the varnish boxes, though, and, and actually Pagoda and I were talking about this today, 
is that there's no date code stamped on the varnish box. Not even inside, not on the bottom. It's on the outer, outer cardboard, cardboard box, right. which a lot of smokers, you know, erroneously throw in the garbage when they get it. And unfortunately, that's really the only place that you have the box code on the cigars. And that's where the factory, you know, with the transit seal, the serial number seal, all of that, it's all on the outer box and the, the varnish box is just presented with the I mean, cigars. There are so many reasons that this is stupid that they do that. I mean, number one, how are you to ensure that if you're buying a box, right, that it's actually the box that you're someone's claiming that they're mm -hmm. selling. There's totally. no way to verify that. No. Yep. You can literally take that outer cardboard box that says it's 2020 on the bottom, throw a 2023 varnish box inside of it, and you'd have no clue any you know any otherwise. So don't give people ideas. Uh, I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> no. I mean that's that's what's sad. Like that that's a problem. And just I don't like the presentation of the cardboard boxes in my town. Like I like the varnish box. Like what's the point of varnishing it and making it look nice? if you're not going to be able to display it in your tower. So that's exactly right. I just wish, how hard is it to stamp the date and the box code on there? I just wish they would start doing that. I think um, La Gloria Cubana MDOs also do that, if I'm not wrong. They do put um, it on the bottom or they, they don't? don't? I mean, it's just, a, it's on the cardboard box. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly right. All Actually, I think Sir Winston does have a stamp on the bottom. I don't think the bottom of the Sir Winston <gasps> box is, is varnished. Yeah, there's a code on yes, the bottom. It, yes, so, yeah. it's unvarnished, the bottom mm -hmm. of that box. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the and the other part of the box is varnished. The whole rest of it's varnished, yeah, with the with the with the specific clasp on that. So, boys, this is really fantastic. Leathery sourdough, baking spice, just the best of Cuban tobacco. Yes. Earthy and woody. It's yep. special. It's special. Yeah. This is the way a cigar is meant to be enjoyed. I get some like mushroom <laughs> kind of thing. It smells like mushrooms a little bit. The aroma, maybe the earthy. <laughs> so I get it. I can get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know what I love about this cigar as well, and it's very similar to the Sir Winston, for how special these cigars are, how how rare they are. It has a very simple classic Partagas band on it. There's no second, third band. Yeah. It's very you know, understated. It's very understated, yeah. and it just I love the presentation. It's just you know you get what you get with these, and what you get is just fantastic. Understated, but an elegant band. Very elegant. Very elegant. Mm. This is only my fourth one of these ever. Well, we right. know you don't like them that much. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We, yeah, that's we do know The first that. time Bam smoked these, he didn't love them. <laughs> Pooh, but turn your head. Don't listen to this. <laughs> okay, don't listen to any of these. Uh, I think, what the first time you tried at Rooster's Deck? That's right. That's the one? That's All right, right. Yeah, right. That's, that was the first time I tried as well. And thank you, Rooster, for introducing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, also yeah. a beautiful, beautiful, that was a beautiful evening. It Great was. cigar. Oh, yeah. And uh, so uh, do we want to elaborate on that story? Yeah, I'd love to <laughs> tell that story. So so we show I up. I love how Senator's eye just glanced right over. <laughs> I know, I know. Go ahead. I'll let you enjoy. Go ahead. I'm not the one telling the story. I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> so we're at Rooster's house, and Rooster is so generous, you know, when, when he has us over. And I think it was like an early, like an early fall type of night. Like it wasn't hot, hot. Um, and we started in the afternoon and of course, Rooster being as generous as he is, he was extraordinarily generous that night. He just pulled out some incredible boxes and put them on the table. Cause it wasn't just this. And it was a lot of different stuff. Oh. I think there was some Ligoria Cubana age stuff. Vegas Robania Classico. Classicos right? were out. Yep. And Ras. And Ras. There was a Ras there. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Bam uh, smoked the Partagas 898 and, uh, was not impressed. I had, so I'll, I'll his, his words were. I'll be honest, 
I don't love it, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> so I'll, let me map it out. So I had this first, and then I had the the Vegas Robana Classical 2011. Right. No, no, he had the 01 that oh, night. Was that 01? The 01. I Personally, think I was here for that. You may have been. I would edge that over this cigar. It's it's different. Edge it. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. Wait, the oh, 01 is different. The 01. Yeah, yeah, not the 11. Oh. It's, it's different smoke. Oh, yeah. And and that's where my position was really. That's no, not from. really because yeah. I think your <laughs> the, your your actual position was based on RAS. That's true. Ras. And the comparison was with RAS and uh, you said you, are you would prefer mistaken. RAS on any given day. Than the eight nine eight. I think you had too much to drink that night. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> there are a few things I because can't remember. There are multiple this, witnesses. We're that. entering the world of delusion now. <laughs> well, we like that, to live there. I think oh. that eight nine eight that evening was a two thousand eight box, wasn't it? It wasn't aged one. I think so. It might have been. Was, yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's not aged in your criteria. No, it is. I'm saying like it was <laughs> like what we're smoking now. It's an eighteen and twenty yeah, twenty yeah, box. Yeah, so yeah. that was a two. So yeah. that two thousand eight box. I mean, that's. Yeah, a, I have to say though, Pagoda right. is right about the rest because. That's we wrong. left bewildered how you could even compare it to no. a rest. And I would never do that. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the listeners. Come on, come on, guys. This is extraordinarily original. Way to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I'm glad we had a great evening. It was great. So, boys, what's interesting about the 898, the varnished 898 is we're smoking tonight. This came out in the 1970s. And prior to this, there was an unvarnished 898 that came out pre-revolution, which was a little different. It was 42 ring gauge by six and an eighth inch. And they discontinued that when they brought this one in in the 1970s. And this has been the case ever since. But I've never even seen an unvarnished box of 898 from prior to the 1970s. But apparently they're out there. And I've seen some, I've seen some guys smoking the cigars. And I guess it's a totally different blend, certainly a totally different size. But then they did the varnish boxes in like the mid to late 1980s, as Midron Nee says. And uh, what's interesting, I was pulling, I pulled up, a, I snapped a shot of his book, the uh, Encyclopedia Post-Revolution Havana Cigars. And this is what Minran Nee says about the cigar. He says, this cigar used to be quite famous for its very robust tobacco tastes and certain earthy peppery flavors. More recent production, and he's talking about the early 2000s, is significantly milder. Strength and flavors will nonetheless continue to amplify slowly with the fully varnished box with age. Mm. And I do think there is a, a merit to storing these cigars in that varnish box. I, I, there is something about time. Like Rooster was saying, he has 08s. I have some older ones. And man, these really develop in the way that maybe Sir Winston is similar, maybe an Esplendido in those varnished cedar boxes. It really, I think, makes a difference. Yeah, it must. It, it, I don't disagree. I just wish mine... I don't know what anyone else. I'm looking around the room and everyone's kind of like having the puff it twice. I wish I could just, I wish I could kiss it and have it just kind of combust, but it's not doing that. And I'm not getting, I feel like I'm just not getting enough smoke out of it. It could be your draw, right? Same here. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I looked at a number of mine in the, in the varnish box and I could see some were very tightly rolled and going to probably have combustion issues. So I did the best I could to pick one out that, would probably have the least resistance, but even this, there, it's a, it's a snug draw. It's not. Yeah, Puba, why don't you put that down? I have another one here. You're welcome to it. I, I, I no, I, I, I have mean, it. Well, it's you know, it's a special episode. I'll we'll put it down. I if mean, it's, I if don't tight. think it, it wouldn't be the first cigar you put down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this. I'm I mean, very happy with. I'm mine. definitely experiencing it. Yeah. 
your, it's, so pagoda your draw is tight or is it snug? so it's 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 really really tight over here i think it's uh so i'm just pressing it a little bit on this where side. by the band yeah by the band it's really really yeah let me ask you this so you're talking about pre-embargo mm -hmm. have you ever is there like are there do they exist still yeah, I actually, I actually got a gift the other day of a Partagas from the 1930s. I haven't smoked it. I just got it for Christmas, you know, a couple Holy weeks shit. ago. Excuse me? What's happening here? I just got it. I just got one as a gift. This is, he's announcing 1930s it right now. 1930s what? 1930s Partagas. Holy smokes. Yeah, literally holy smokes. That is amazing. So let me ask you this. Are you going to smoke that? Mm-hmm. And have you heard any reviews of like pre-embargo cigars? A lot of folks, you know, the problem with pre-embargo cigars are just super aged cigars. Or pre-revolution. What's the difference? Pre-revolution. Pre 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, really the issue you have is that you don't know how they've been stored for 80 years, 100 years, whatever it might mm. be. You know, it's like you just don't know the provenance. Like, you don't know the journey those cigars have gone on. So, um, you know, you, have, you just have to cross your fingers. Thankfully, I got it as a gift. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't spend money on something. I don't like know that. anyone that's ever had a pre-embargo cigar. Don't know what they're like. Haven't heard any tasting notes, anything. Yeah, so when I smoke that, I'll let you guys know. Do we know anyone that has I do. Them? You do. I do. I, I have a friend who had a uh, pre-embargo upman at uh, French Laundry. Uh, ah, in California. And what was it like? Um, I don't think he had the palate to really appreciate mm. So Puba's lighting another cigar that no, he got from... Talking about pre-embargo cigars, actually, uh, I was speaking to uh, one of my clients, in fact, uh, Rusa, you met him, and he was in London, and he went to quite a few different lounges, and I think he was at Sauter Lounge. Or yeah, Sauter. And he says a lot of these lounges will have really old cigars, yep. mm. including pre-embargo cigars for sale, which run into, you know few hundred pounds, up to a thousand pounds. Wow. And he was in one of those moods. He said he was trying a lot of really old, expensive sticks uh, for a change. And yeah, he said he a was... Of, a lot of Davidoffs. Yeah, Davidoff of London, the Sahakians have mm -hmm. a, probably one of the most extensive collections of, of cigars in the world. And they also offer very similar things. They'll crack a box and sell them for a high premium so folks are able to try those yeah those i think I, I i think the person that i know that had it was just like the price was way out of line with what the experience yeah. was and also yeah i think with when, when it's a really old cigar and it was old old it's just it's all it's weird i mean they look weird they're like the wrappers it's it's so old that it's i i think it's sometimes they that doesn't mean it's necessarily better when it's super old. I mean, they'll they'll peak. I mean, just because it's older, it can peak and then flatline. Yeah. You know? So, flatline. does yeah. what was the appearance like of the cigar? Yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Wow, it looks that's like great. it was really well kept. <laughs> I think he got it from uh, a, a cigar store that's been around for a long time. He was working at. I think he found some stuff in there in the back of their storage room and. You know, I I, I'm very kind of of him to send me one. You should but, have it here at our club. I'll let you know how it is. No, no, with yeah. us and around. Just, uh, split it, split it well, seven ways. We'll all just watch you. Or, yeah, or we'll all pass, just watch you smoke pass it around. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I'm really rooster. Thank you. This is like a completely from jump. Mine was just so tight. I had the before we came on. I ran a perfect draw through because I I just cut it because it felt a little tight. And then, but this is so much. This is completely different. So this is the ninth Partagas cigar we've done on the podcast. We have done quite quite a, a number of, I guess, the cigars that we smoke on a regular basis. 
this one is, aside from the Lusitania, really the only other one that's not in its own series. This is kind of in the classic line of Partagas cigars. Certainly the, the Letter series kind of stands alone. The Maduro series stands alone. I guess maybe the Calebra kind of has its own thing. Yep. I think it's, you know, this is kind of in that classic line with the Lusitania, the Partagas Short, uh, and, and, and the Lonsdale here. And how often are they making the Lucy? Is it I as think they're making the Lucy. No, the more the often Lucy's, than this. Yeah, you can get a Lucy box. I, I would yeah. consider this an outlier in the entire catalog. Yeah, I think the flavor profile is a little different. It is, you know, than than the double Corona. Totally. I, I actually think that you get notes in a Partagas short that are very similar to this. I think he's right. I agree. Yeah, and I think the Lucy's a much more mild cigar. Yeah, I agree. You know, but that's a pretty good call. Yeah, shorts. I love Partagas oh, short. Yeah, and we the one I think we had we did that on episode sixteen. It wasn't great. Um, it was like I think we gave it an eight or something like that. It was pretty good. That's pretty good. What what a difference. Right? It's my, what right? a difference. I couldn't smoke the other one. I couldn't so smoke you it. You saw me struggle. Well, was, no, I was looking yeah. around and all I see is smoke coming off the foot, just like mine was. Puba, can you I kiss can, that one now, or do you still have to? You have to pull a little, but it's, it's this is exponentially excellent. better. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I like the draw when there's a little, just a tad resistance, not like completely open. Yeah. Just, just right. When it's snug, it's nice. When it's yeah. tight, it's tough. It, yeah. I'm getting so much more smoke right now. That's amazing. The uh, I've, I'm only retrohaling right now. Mm. It is so delicious. <laughs> this is like Christmas cookies right yeah. now. You know? Great dessert. It, felt, it feels like cookies. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, it's so, it's, I feel like, do you know those Dutch chocolate cookies? They're like, they have like the sugar all over it. Yeah, that's what it tastes like right now. It's so delicious. The the pr predominant notes for me are leather, sourdough, and like a kind of a dried fruit, kind of yeah, rounding it all out. Yeah, it's still tight. I mean, it's still for me tighter than I'd like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't give you the smoke output that you. I, I want more smoke in my mouth. You know what I mean? Classicos, when you smoke this like a similar size, it just effortless. like gets like effortless and it just combusts. Like, yeah. so those that's my really only issue. It's not the flavor. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind fighting a cigar from time to time. Yeah. If it's snug, if it's tight, then you got to do the perfect draw and it's awful. Well, I think Lonsdale's in this Vitola, you know, just like a Lancero, yeah. you're, you're going to have a significant, you know, Mm. amount of you know percentage-wise yep. they're going to have a tighter draw yep. just by the size of the you know the vitola look how, yeah, look the, how beautiful the ash is too the, the bright white problem with the cuban cigars the wrapper is so thin yeah and you the cigar the perfect draw it expands blow it up so, yeah so careful with yeah that thing. that's true oh you're right yeah you move something around inside it'll just yeah, like it just shoot out right out right through the end yeah, yeah. Oof. It, it, it's a it is a, it's a quandary so, Senator, what do we know about uh, our first pairing tonight, the Dom Perignon? So it's got a, a long but somewhat complicated history in the sense that it was named uh, after uh, Benedictine monk Dom Pierre Perignon, uh, who arrived in the area where they basically were making most of their champagne uh, hot villers. I'm not sure how to say that, in 1668. Wow. So there's some history there, but the actual brand itself, when they started selling and bottling Dom Perignon champagne, wasn't until 1936. And what's actually interesting, I didn't realize that there was kind of this incestuous relationship with a lot of these big champagne houses. So Dom Perignon is owned by Moet, who owns a ton of stuff. But what's crazy is that 
the the first vintage that they produced when the brand launched in 1936 was from wine. The vintage was 1921, so it had some significant age. 15 and they, years. Yeah, and they only do age stuff, right? There's no um, vintage bottles. There's no non-vintage Dom Perignon and clearly ever in their history, which is amazing. There's a little bit of debate because Cristal, which is very much viewed as a direct competitor, uh, their first cuvee that they put out was in 1876, but it wasn't commercially available. They actually didn't sell it. So Dom Perignon claims to have the first commercially available Brut Prestige cuvee, period. And then Cristal, sure, they did it before them, but they never actually made it commercially available and actually marketed it and sold it. So the crazy thing is that prior to 1927, the name Dom Perignon was owned by Mercier and was a gift to Moet when Francine Durant Mercier married Paul Chandon, which Chandon's another big name in, in like sparkling wine. Um, so that gift is what basically allowed Moet to start marketing Dom Perignon champagne, which is crazy. I mean, that gift is worth now yeah, probably billions, billions of, dollars. of dollars. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty insane. So just a bizarre history, but the Benedictine monk that I mentioned, Dom Pierre Perignon, uh, apparently this guy is viewed as like one of the biggest innovators in winemaking period. Apparently he's the guy who, how there's corks in every wine bottle, champagne bottle. Um, they used to use wood stoppers initially, and he's kind of credited with inventing using the cork for wow. champagne wow. bottles, Amazing, which is pretty cool. Long history, but they're obviously regarded today as like the premier champagne house for vintage champagnes. And I think the thing that's fun, I have candidly not had a ton of Dom in my life. This is only the second bottle of Dom that I've had. And each vintage is very different. Like it's not slightly different. I cannot emphasize enough. Like some of the vintages, the one I had, this was years ago at a buddy's wedding, was very like floral and more fruit forward than this is. This is more this 2013 vintage drier, more minerality. So each is like wildly different. They're not trying to conform to like a particular style and taste that is just characteristic of Dom Perignon. It's truly a reflection of that year and the growing conditions. So um, it makes it fun for people who are passionate about it to chase because every year is going to drink so differently. So people like aggressively pursue all the different vintages to try them, but it's obviously an expensive hobby. What, what are some of the good like years to look for? So I've heard like 95 and 96 are unbelievable. I think the 96 one is like one of their best ever. You know, what's hard is you're usually getting something from 10 years ago. So like 2013 is what's like commercially available right now. 2012 from everything I've heard and read was not one of their better vintages. So this is supposed to be better than that. Apparently the 2012 was a bit sweeter um, and more fruit forward than this is. But um there's a lot of good ones, but they're they're the best ones are all older. So they're not if, things you're gonna if find. If you now. could find a bottle from ninety five or ninety six, what would that Oh, it'd be? probably be like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. At least. I mean, in fact, when I went to pick this up today, they had a bottle from I think it was oh six that was going for this was at Bottle King where we got a lot of a lot of our liquor. Um, I think it was going for seven hundred a bottle. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. So what is I've had some experience with it. I mean, I've had I've I've drank bottles in my life. Um, and I think the senator's point there, they're all different. My mom loves champagne. We went to the champagne region of France. We well, we went to Dijon, took a wine tour of Burgundy and also Champagne. And it's very interesting. Like you when you go on these tours, they do this one thing that I thought was weird and fascinating. They take a ladder and they like they call it riddling 
and they and they riddle the bottles so they have to actually constantly like so when they store the bottles they store them like like horizontally to the ground and they and they riddle i guess it's called riddling they have to turn the bottles constantly um and there's like a person that does that <laughs> what a job um, the, uh, the riddler the, rid the, the riddler <laughs> um it's called like riddling and i just remembered that distinctly from the trip like i just remember one time my, my dad had a, a client over at the sleeping at our house and my mom liked dom perignon and she would drink it on special occasions obviously of course not as an everyday thing but she there'd be like there'd be there'd be bottles in the house and this client's wife went down into the basement and they slept over and she took the bottle of champagne they put the dom perignon she came up into the into the kitchen and she goes what could she because they were all drinking the night before and she goes wow you know she's like oh uh, mimosas and she took the oh, she took the she no. opened up the dom perignon <laughs> and i'll never forget the look of my way on the on my mom's face <laughs> oh, that's an expensive mimosa oh yeah it was an expensive mimosa and she was going oh my god i can't but you she couldn't say anything and she started mixing the dom perignon with orange <laughs> juice and then her head almost exploded <laughs> but uh Senator, you didn't bring uh, orange juice for us tonight? You didn't bring any nah, orange absolutely juice? Absolutely not. Damn <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> she tells the story better than I do because she was so outraged, but she didn't say anything. But it's so good. I mean, it's just, it's always, I, I it's, haven't it's really had a bad, champagne. I haven't had a bad glass of it. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good. It is. You know, I, for me, champagne is proving to be a, um, a, a spirit or a beverage that's almost great to pair with virtually any cigar because of its cleansing quality and that's yeah. what i love about the champagne i can have any cigar i could have a sit with a bottle and go through three cigars and clearly experience each cigar independently because of how cleansing this is yeah it's i mean pretty, it, pretty special it is the, yeah. I, the thing about i think the thing about this champagne to me is that it's it's so smooth and buttery well, yeah, and it's always—it's just so balanced that I—I—I I, I, I think, generally speaking, they're probably better vintages than others. I'm not an expert on years mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but I don't—I don't think very often they put out something that really is, you know, off. I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like it's kind of like if you're getting it and it's there, it's price is one thing, but you're not really going to have a bad experience mm -hmm. with a bottle of Dom um it's so celebratory and delicious and you know uh the buttery quality goes with caviar you know it kind of like pairs it would that butteriness like pairs up with caviar because it, it so well and i think that this of course if we had some caviar senator uh <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would pair up so well i think that's why it marries up yeah you know? i agree i agree and the thing with i mean to your point puba i've never heard there's any truly bad vintage of dom you're always going to get a, a great an exemplary year outstanding or experience right but there is something to pursuing those certain vintages and i say that because that first bottle of Dom I had was truly one of the best bottles of champagne I've ever had. It's it's definitely, in fact, better than what we're drinking right now. Um, but what makes it a little, I guess, easier to chase some of these, what people do that are, are very clever, I mean, whenever these are first released, they're all about $250. So what people will do is like every year, they'll just keep buying one 
and you fast forward in 10 years, even five years, I mean, that bottle's worth two, three, four, sometimes 10 times what you paid if you really wow. just hold it for decades. So, That's crazy. You know, you're paying the premium because some, it's no different than cigars, just right? I going to say that. You, you buy a 2020 box of something, right now it's not worth a whole lot more. In 20 years, what someone's going to pay to smoke a 2020 cigar, I mean, it's going to be a huge multiple on what you paid. Yeah. Same exact thing with champagne. Unreal. So that's where you kind of take a gamble and, you know, buy maybe, let's say, three vintages and you hope that one of them is just an absolute knockout and that bottle is going to be worth, you know, five, 10 times what you paid for it wow. years down the road. You know, Amazing. You know what's interesting too? And, you know, we talk about marriage with, you know, you're saying about caviar, the marriage with the cigar, yeah. with this champagne and the similar mindset to, you know, the vintage of the champagne with mm -hmm. the box, you know, chasing box codes on cigars. And as we learned from Danilo in Cuba, you know, when they, they have a blend and whatever tobacco they get in, the blend is the blend. Right. They're not changing the blend of a D4 every year to match the prior year or five years prior. Every year could be different. Mm -hmm. So that's why we talk about runs of cigars. We talk about the difference in that tobacco because once they set the recipe, that's the recipe. Yep. And some years are going to be better than others, which, you know, is very parallel to the champagne we're drinking tonight. One other thing worth noting. So when I bought this, this was warm. They're never going to keep Dom cold because the number of people that walk in and buy this, right? It's very few. And because of that, I had to throw it in ice here to quickly get this up to temperature. The thing to just note for any listener that enjoys champagne, this is true of any champagne, non-vintage, vintage, doesn't matter. You want champagne to be cold, but you actually don't want it to be too cold. And this was a great experiment in this because if you've noticed, this should be drinking better the longer it's been sitting. Just above room temperature Correct. is perfect. Correct. So like right now, like that's why I've been drinking this very slowly because when I took the first sip, I could see it was too cold. So it kind of restricts some of the flavor. Still very good. But as it's come down in temperature, um, you're getting more of that full flavor and like that butteriness is even yeah. just like next level as it's gotten to it's, kind of its happy It's medium. creamier as it comes down in temperature. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's really it's good. it's balanced. It's it's just it's 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 fruity up front and then it's dry. It's very very balanced. Um, very pleasurable experience. I mean, you know, it's it's Don Perignon. It's it's always going to be good. There's just always going to be good. This is my first time having it. There's no tight draw. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's, yeah, the glass there's, is there's wide there's open. Fewer <laughs> variables. I mean, you know, you grab the bottle. You know, you, grab a, grab a woman. Oh, and, uh, and a good cigar. Know, yeah. Well, and whatever comes next. Yeah. yeah. All, hey, whatever happens, happens. All, ba all BAM-approved activities. The, the other thing I'll say, you know, why I enjoy us doing this kind of full range of champagne like we do every spirit. I mean, the other thing that I hope you realize as you're drinking this, the delta between some champagnes at like a $50 price point and a $250 price point, it's not as aggressive as with like, some spirits or just some other, you know, maybe cigars wouldn't qualify because we find $5 cigars that we love and rate highly. But there are just certain things in life where like the Delta is so wide based on price where you really have to spend so much more to enjoy something at a really high level. And I think what's nice with champagne like cigars is that, you know, Paul Roger for 50 bucks a bottle, 45 sometimes is so incredibly satisfying. And a bottle of Dom or some vintage stuff that we've had while better, that Delta is not so insane that you feel like you have to spend $250 every time to enjoy like a really great bottle. Th yeah. th that's right. But it, it, it's the experience with the brand. You're making a statement 
it's so celebratory. It's a bottle of Dom Perignon stands for something and you're paying for that. Correct. I mean, that's, so that's where that, 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 that bigger Delta comes into play because of the brand. It's all branding. Um, I'm sure if you do, you know, if you went deeper into vintage champagne, you could find something at a better price point that may be able to compete. And, and I mean, we did a vintage bottle you know, I brought of the um, Paul, Paul Roger, Roger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. and I think that also was 2013. Ironically, it was a 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was. And, it was, and that was fantastic. It was it scored fantastic. really high, that was and really that high. honestly was a fraction of the price. I think I paid like 120 for that. Mm. Where you know this mm. is 250. Yeah, it's half right. the price. Right, half the price, of course. But you know. If you're in a, if you know, if you're in the four seasons in a robe, <laughs> <laughs> you settle for the Paul Roger. No, uh, are you getting the Paul Roger? You, you know, are you, he's saying you gave me the Dom Perignon. You know, right? Hey, I mean, honey, you know, pass the Dom, will you? Yeah, pass the Paul Roger. Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna come out in a no. robe with a bottle of Dom? I mean, as, you know, a, as a good friend always says, uh, who got me into Paul Roger to start, she says, "If if Paul Roger is good enough for Churchill, it's good enough for me." Absolutely. So, boys, we always talk about this on our New Year's episode. Cigar aficionado announced the cigar of the year, and it was the Fuente Fuente Opus X Reserva de Chateau. Which is a forty-eight ring gauge by seven-inch Churchill, mm-hmm. which they say, of course, is nineteen dollars and fifty cents. Oh, sure. Which is actually closer to fifty or sixty. Right. You know, and I was looking at their list, and we're going to go through their list in you know an upcoming episode in the next few weeks. But it it is amazing to me how the all the brands somehow line up perfectly in that yeah. top ten. Yep. They're all in there. There's no repeats. Well, it's just. Every year that this comes out, I trust it less. Of course. And even some of the most novice cigar guys and girls, they see that list and they, you know, they, 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 it's skeptical for them as well. Yeah. I mean, the thing I will say, at least why I think we and other people still always look out for it every year, thankfully, there's at least one or two cigars that are excellent cigars that are deserving. Like wow. We saw a few in there that we said, okay, that's the deserving. Upman yeah. 2 won how many years ago? Was that last, last year? year? Yeah. Yeah, last Extraordinarily year. Extraordinarily deserving. But yeah. B2 at number six? Yeah, P2 was number six yeah. this year. That's yeah, good. so it, it you know it's interesting to see the Opus X there. I, I think they've won in the past, but you know it's every year they rotate another company at number one. There's mm-hmm. never, you know, and it's like, I just don't know. If that's reality, well, if none of it's yeah. reality, you know, yeah. like why? Well it's, is, well, it's not real. Padron should be number one every year. That's true. You know, it, it, it. Well, right, but that wouldn't make it interesting. It's all a game. It's all based on advertising dollars and so and, then and, it, and, and relationships sorry, and it, it. No, it is. It's true. Riddle I mean, me, riddle me this though. How does the Upman two get on that list as number one? Well, they right. they have to shake it up. I mean, they have it, to. Yeah, they, that, they they have to shake things up once in a while. But I I, I believe that it's all. Um, it, it that it's it's an industry marketing ploy. It, it's yeah. an industry I mean, marketing ploy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's all it is. I mean, uh, uh, they're gonna smoke these cigars. They don't change all that much, particularly the new worlds. I mean, from year to year, it's not like they're changing that much. I, I will Cubans say, Opus do. Opus changes a lot. In Cur- that yes. I hate them young, yeah. and then I've had like an Opus. I mean, a few of us had this cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's like a. Um, double robusto robusta extra and uh that had five years of age and maybe it was more maybe yeah. more yeah that it was, was oh, incredible yeah. but was they need age the opus x needs it needs they do you know well when the uh, first came out the tobacco was 
pretty aged, and I think they've been kind of pushing it just because of the demand. They're not aging it as much. Yeah. So initially, when Opus mm-hmm. first came out, I mean, I mean, they were fantastic. They were yeah. great cigars. Yeah. So it, it built that demand. Mm-hmm. But you know, this list, like the top ten or the top twenty-five, it's a great thing for a beginner to kind of like source cigars and he can go up and down the list and try them all out and you know mm-hmm. doesn't have to look for them that's I mean, true. it is true. i've mentioned this before i mean shelly's back room in dc uh favorite cigar uh lounge of mine they every year when ca comes out with their top 25 list they procure every single one of the top 25 and they sell them at very reasonable prices i mean most lounges as we all know and any listener knows the markup is pretty heavy when you're in a lounge, right? You're paying two, three times what that cigar retails for. Very affordable. And for me, in my earlier days with cigars, when I was living in D.C., it was just helpful to kind of be able to run through that list and try different things. So um, I, the list, sadly, for all of its countless flaws, I think it's still a net positive in the conversation that it fosters yeah. within kind of the industry. I guess there's a utility to it, right? I just wish that the you know the cigar of the year was something that's much more attainable that you know an everyday listener mm-hmm. or reader of that magazine could go out and buy. I yeah. mean that cigar is going to be impossible to find now for the next three three to five years. Yep, just yeah. because of it was named number one, and I think that's unfortunate. There was know? a cigar, the Andalusian Bull. Yeah, we have was that number, coming up. That was that was we had that coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I've I've yet to smoke that cigar. Me neither. I, I had, had I had, for five years. Yeah. It was impossible. To find. It's, it's still it's very still difficult. very hard to get. Yeah, still very difficult. Well, the pledge prequel wasn't that the EP Carrillo? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I, 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 thankfully that was pretty easy to get yeah. though. That was pretty easy to get, but what a you know what so, a disappointment. Of course, that was a big miss. What yeah. a what a disappointment. It's so you know, hey, if I'm running a publication and, and it, this is a commercial operation. Uh, you know, and you've been doing it as long as as he has, as Schenken has. Yeah. I mean, you know, you do, do, you, you, do. You know where your bread's buttered. You're running a commercial operation. I want my bills paid. I want my relationships. These these, I I'm convinced that these reviews are all, you know, loaded for bear before they're even done. Yep, I agree with you. Now, Bam, you're gonna love this. Mm. But we have to have a small gizmo accountability hour on this one. Oh, I do love this. A gizmo accountability <laughs> I don't care. hour. You know what? I don't care what it's about. So <laughs> You know, that's not nice. <laughs> so I don't care. Before By the was... way, Bam just lit up like a like a Christmas tree. Oh, I knew I, he I would just woke up. Does, does Let me gizmo, sit up in my chair. Does gizmo is he, is know he, what's he, coming up? Is he eating cava bowls so, in, no, his, no, in no. his car now? No, 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 no. This is on the CA Chipotle list. Chipotle bowls? What? So gizmo, gizmo sent out a text the day before they were going to announce the big CA number one cigar of the year, saying he was absolutely certain that he knew what cigar was going to get number one. Uh-oh. And we were even talking about the lounge. He's like, he bought seven of them, in fact, in advance for us to do on the pod because that's how confident he was that it was going to be cigar of the oh, year. Oh, that's right. He said he wanted to bet me the other night. I should have <laughs> taken him up on this bet. I would have made out handsomely. Yeah. Uh, Gizmo, how did that work out? How did that work out? Uh-huh. Did it even make the top ten? I I didn't listen <laughs> no. to <laughs> no. All right, so here's here was my here was my math on this. So I didn't listen to what Puba just said. I for some reason stupidly ignored the Marvin R. Schenken publication, you know, mo, and I was looking at the list and I saw that Fuente hadn't made the top ten. So of course I knew that it was going to be a Fuente, and I was looking through the reviews of the year through the throughout the year of Fuente Cigars in, in Cigar Aficionado, and the Hemingway series, Work of Art, 
actually got a 97 or something yeah. or 95. It was their highest rated Fuente mm -hmm. of the year. So I was like, you know, it made sense to me that that was going to be the cigar of the year. Of course, to I Senator's point, to Puba's point, you can't name a Hemingway cigar of the year. Yeah, of course, I'm, just I'm like, realizing that's that. a, such a basic entry level cigar. It's, of course, they're going to go cigar, but, scarce, but uh, yeah, they're going to pick something. I, I thought because he's a global insider. <laughs> He I, was. Well, he, I don't know. Yeah, I don't that. know if I am anymore. I thought, 2024 started off a little rough. I, I thought you may have been tipped off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They actually keep that pretty well under wraps, but I was wrong. You know, I, their process, I guess they just smoke everything that they did in the year. I think this got yeah. a 94 originally. Then when they rated it again for the, the final competition, mm -hmm. it got a 97, beat out everything else. So I was dead wrong. I thought it was going to be work of art. I, I wish it was. I think that that would have been an exciting cigar to see win simply for the accessibility of it, Very the accessible. price of it, yep. that anybody on any budget could go out and buy yep. it. Yep. And here we are now with an Opus that's $50, $60, and it's going to only go up in price. Yeah. A premium cigar is always going to get that of course. spot. And you're, you were right, and Senator was right. Mm. And I've lost my status. Well, hopefully you get your money back. <laughs> your status. <laughs> you can keep your United status. <laughs> you know, your you global know. insider so, status. So I'm the, I'm the commercial. I'm the head of com If I'm the head of commercial at Fuente, okay, I, I, I'm going to be like, you want advertise? You want me to advertise in your book? I don't need you to to rate a, a, a box of cigars that's a mass market cigar for me. I need you to rate. If I'm or, or don't rate, don't put me in the top ten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, if you're going to put me in the top ten, I want to sell my premium high margin cigar. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I want in the top ten, or don't put me in it at all. Yeah, I get it. I was wrong. I, want, I wonder what the process you know? is, right? It could be as simple as, hey, whichever company wants to sponsor in the magazine. So what they do is they go through all the cigars they review during the year in the magazine. They take the top run of them, the top you know, 50 or 100 or whatever, and then they re-review them blind. Mm. And that's how, what they call their process. Of course, when it settles, you know, gets down to the end and they're, you know, they're going through actually making the list, they're they're gonna that's when they're gonna consider the relationship advertising dollars who won last year etc it is what it is you, even so even though i say so myself there's no way the lizard lounge cigar list that we have on our website we've there are seven guys in the room we test the cigars every week you get a rating this is directly for the listener these are proven cigars for the good or the bad yeah and you know what you're gonna get so, boys, we'll get to a full recap of our 2023 in a moment, but I'm curious, what are you guys thinking? We're about halfway through here on the Partagas 898. Uh, it's an incredible cigar. I'm loving it. it. Yeah, it's difficult to find any issues with it. You know, it's it's delicious. It's consistent for me from the point of view of the flavor profiles. A lot of dessert notes are continuing all the way through. That biscuit that we talked about is still there. I'm really, it is just so good. I'm really enjoying it. It's the same commentary Bro. on and the, the retro hail. Retro hair is phenomenal. It's off That's the all charts. I'm doing. Me too. The only thing the I charts. would say, um, I did have to, like I said, I had to do the the uh, perfect draw on the cigar, and I've touched this up like three times. I'm also smoking it like sh a lot slower than normal. I think that is because you know, I'm not getting as much smoke out of it, frankly. But uh, but it is delicious. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh yeah. You know, it's still leathery for me. It's picked up just a little bit in strength. Really? I would say it's still medium. Yeah, for you sure. You know, um, but it's really, really delicious. Yeah. Thank you, Rusa, for the cigar because this has really changed my experience uh, today. Absolutely. Yeah, really, really enjoying it. Puba, how's your second one? Much better. Um, it's performing much better. It's still a little bit 
for me personally, the resistance is just a little bit, the combustion isn't quite there for me on it. That's really my only complaint, but the, but the taste and the flavor, uh, it's really, really nice. I'm just wanting, it's leaving me wanting a little bit more in terms of how much smoke I'm getting out of it. And the performance the the performance is a little for me personally i like a little bit more open of a draw i want a little bit more smoke on each puff i want it if it's world-class lonsdale like 2011 class coast lonsdale i want more combustion i want more smoke and that's my only complaint other than that the flavor profile i love yeah it's 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 kind of odd that me you and pagoda are smoking a cigar out of the same box and I'm getting a lot of smoke output. Mm-hmm. So is Pagoda yeah. when I see it. And uh, No, I am too. Yeah. I, I'm getting much more, but not quite as much as I yeah, really Yeah, but I'm just, like. I just mean the inconsistency of Cuban cigars. I mean, it is, yeah. it's, it's right there. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned yeah. literally looking within my box, and I could tell some of these were just going to have serious draw issues, and I tried to pick the best I could, and even this is a bit snug. Right. I mean, that's, that's I did the, the frustration. Same exact thing. That's and we the know that since we've been to Cuba, we know that the entire box is not rolled by the same person. Correct. That's right. Yeah, it could be rolled you know, by so 25 different 25 people. Different yeah. people. They so color hence, match it. Hence the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, boys, let's move into our second pairing tonight. Let's. The Delord 25-year-aged Armagnac. Indeed. Which I believe is our second Armagnac on the pod, correct? Yeah. We the did f- the, uh, the Dartigalonga the- or... <laughs> <laughs> Say that for, again. Dar, the, dar, the, the, the dingleberry dongabo. I forget how to pronounce it. Yeah, the dar and long. Dar long. That's also not good. Bam, bam. I, don't, I don't think Bam is the one to go for. He's been for my a, coach. This is why I have so many problems. <laughs> don't say that out loud. He's a linguistics expert. I, I I highly recommend, though, before you take a sip, just put this to your nose. Yeah, the it, nose is amazing. The aromatics, vanilla and caramel, powerful on the nose it's really amazing oh that's a nice spirit now this is a bolder expression than the first armagnac that we had it's a bit bolder yeah this is really nice okay so i'm going to go on record first off on a couple of things i'm going to go on record that i absolutely love this here we go beyond love uh wait a minute is this a revelation beyond i so i didn't really know much about as exemplified by my text hold on let me sit up in my chair hold on i didn't actually no no i really i didn't (laughs) no no i i I, I I knew it was french bam is vindicated i'm on you i'm on you right now baby oh no 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 (laughs) i was but only because i had an experience you know so for the listener we we exchanged text messages about what we're gonna review and talk about and 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 i i hadn't had any experience um with armanac i i I, I hadn't so i didn't i knew it was like french brandy but like i didn't know i hadn't had it before so Mm. i just was saying we haven't has anyone actually had this stuff before yeah it's you know it's the new year's eve uh podcast and you know if we haven't had it before and it ends up being a dud well we don't want that yeah so that's what but but this sometimes it, taking a risk pays off oh uh, no yes, no it no it uh, hey listen I, I, I you know open-minded this is outstanding excellent yeah, 25 it, year it, age spirit it's delicious it's outstanding it yeah. so it's, bam it's yeah. caramel it's vanilla and it's even a little dry in the finish it's kind of balanced and it's 
Super. It's super duper. Really I, nice I, with I, a Cuban cigar. Really yeah. nice. Sam, how much was this bottle? So it, it's not a crazy price. I paid just under 86 bucks for this. I wow. think that's a bargain. Yeah. That's a great it's price. A great price. 25 aged, you know, year Yeah, 25 aged. year aged. Yeah. I think the most I've seen it for online is 100 and the way this is already drinking, I mean, it's deserving of a $100 price point. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's a premium spirit. If he said it was 125 I wouldn't bat an eye. That's I agree. True. Honestly, I would not bat an eye. So this is a listener recommend. Lizard Charlie recommended this. He and I had this months ago because we live locally together. Had it on his porch. And this and the other Armagnac, these are two spirits I want to continue to pursue. No can, doubt. Can I ask just out of curiosity, is this Charlie that used to come here? No. Oh, no, I was like, here. he drinks no, a 25-year no, no. armor. I was no. like, wow, I have misread him. <laughs> no, no, no. I would be He's never crazy. been here. You know, you know what's never interesting, though? But nice it's, guy, but I would yeah. just not expect to. No, he he's this. never been here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But when you talk about a price delta between maybe like a more mass-produced uh, Remy and something like this that's been aged for this long, maybe someone can talk about a little bit about I don't uh, uh, about Armanac and and I know that it's it's it's, it's produced in exponentially smaller amounts than than french cognac but it's a french brandy yeah the, the thing is so you know any i mean your initial hesitation or anybody who's kind of wary when they see armagnac and they're like i've never had this i've never heard of it the reality is it's no different than cognac it's cognac just is brandy it's just made in the cognac region and yeah. armagnac is brandy it's just made in the armagnac region so it's literally the exact same spirit just from different parts of the country that naturally are going to impart some different flavors. But, um, you know, I, I think we're always looking for these hidden gems that deliver exactly what we're looking for in flavor, but maybe haven't invested as aggressively in marketing like some regions and brands have. And I, I just, I mean, you know, I give Bam credit for exploring this because again, I was the big, you know, cognac evangelist of we need to do more cognac. I had never had an Armagnac a day in my life until Bam had yeah. finally poured me one. And well, this is the second right. one. And I love this too. And yeah, honestly, that's why yeah. I was kind of, I didn't know if anyone had had it. I, I, it, but I clearly, I wasn't on that episode when it was reviewed. So right. I had no idea what, what to expect. To expect. Sure. And, and also on the text, you were like, it's Dalmore. I'm like, is this what? Well, he was using Siri. Yeah. <laughs> he was that was, using that Siri. was a Siri mistake. Siri is a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little bit of history on Delord. It was established in the late 19th century in the village of Lanapax in the Bas Armagnac region of France. The distillery was founded by a guy named Prosper Delord, who was a traveling distiller who decided to settle down in the region of Armagnac to distill his French brandy. And what I like about this is this is a family-owned business. That's cool. And has been passed down through generations is still is family-owned. They have a ton of different expressions, of course, VSOP, XO, as mm-hmm. we know, this 25-year age bottle, they have different varying you know, age statement bottles yeah. that uh, they release each year. What's cool about this, and maybe Grinder knows a little bit more about this than I do, it's made in traditional distillation methods in copper stills, and it's finished, aged in oak. oak barrels. Yeah. Which is great. And yeah. this is a wonderful, the, wonderfully smooth spirit. Yeah. The thing that's just incredible is you will never find a 25-year age spirit under $100. It's of anything. It's Older than of anything. this. So, I mean, when, when Bam first sent the photo and I saw 25 <laughs> years on it, I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, we're really going all out for this New Year's episode. I thought he was going to say it was a $300 bottle. So I yeah. had this maybe seven months ago, and I've been looking for it ever since. It's been impossible to find. So it's a bottle. I found it's a Bottle King, the last right. bottle. Last bottle. It's awesome. Yeah, I think worth pursuing. 
And how how do you guys feel about how it's pairing with our Cuban cigar tonight? I think I'm loving it. Yeah. I think it's excellent. It's, uh, you know, what I'm finding is you have a sip and you, you get a bit of the dry finish and then you have a nice uh, draw, pu a puff, and it's a longer finish on the cigar. So it kind of envelopes it. I, I don't know. I can't yeah. express it. It's uh, I like that point of view. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. I think the dessert notes and the spirit and the cigar pair nicely together. Yeah, Compliment. I, I agree. Yeah. And I also think, like, you know, you were talking about uh, the uh, Mim Romney's book before and how the 898 has kind of dialed down in aggressiveness over time. And, you know, I don't think this is a, a very bold or full cigar. And so this refined spirit with 25 years of age, I mean, it's just, we're dr all drinking this neat and it's just so smooth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't overpower the cigar. It just perfectly complements it. So I think, you know, for a cigar like this, having a refined spirit to go hand in hand with it, I think just works really well. And the previous Army Neck that we had, I found that to be a, just a bit sweeter and not as dry. And not as, I guess the proof on this seems to be a bit higher than that spirit, it seems, because it's a little bolder. I the the difference between the two for me is intriguing. You I know? think it's I think it's forty percent. Yeah, this is forty percent. Oh, is that right? Standard. Yeah. Okay. You know what else, Senator? Well, you have that bottle in your hand. You know what else I love about it too? The label. The label. It's handwritten. The the other bottle we had well, the looked very very similar to this. Well, the Darlon that we had that was a printed band or a printed label. This is a hand. It looks handwritten to me, and there's a rustic beauty to this bottle. Apparently, this has even won awards on the back of the bottle. It says Chairman's Trophy 97 points at the Ultimate Spirits Challenge in 2018. It got a gold medal at some French competition. So it's, wow. it's even a decorated bottle. Top, top recommendation. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Excellent spirit, especially for that price. Yeah. Uh, like as an after dinner drink, where, you know, this is, this is a home run with like a, you have this on the side with a little, you know, dark chart, like a, dark oh, yeah. chocolate cake or something like that although i've never ever seen this in any restaurant or bar i haven't seen this anywhere i mean why because people don't know anything about it maybe and so the yeah. restaurant is worried no one's gonna Probably. buy it yeah but yeah. this is where i'm so glad we're doing this because this spirit deserves its time like th oh. this is something that anybody who enjoys cognac would instantly love this agreed and anybody who even enjoys you know whiskey scotch you know any kind of darker spirit rum would appreciate this yeah rum yeah Good parallel yeah i mean it this is something like I, I i i would drink after a meal you know uh as an after dinner drink with a smoke um a little dessert and it's very nice yeah excellent spirit but I mean, it's not overly sweet i mean and then it it, it it it's pretty balanced for for being as as sweet up front as it is getting some uh like walnut hmm Else I can that? see that. Yeah. yeah, I get it on the nose, even actually. Yeah, yeah. This is really good, Bam. Thank you. Sure. Lizard, I mean, Lizard Charlie, well done. Th awesome. This is one of those moments where, you know, if any of us were loaded and had insane amounts of money to like acquire a, any kind of distillery, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine buying this distillery and just really marketing the hell out of it? At the price point, imagine how much volume they could move. Well, you'd $100 You'd spirit. have to ramp up your production. Like 25 You would. Yeah, you yeah. would. You know, but the, it, the interesting thing is a lot of times the folks who do this and have passion for it, and they're putting, they're aging the spirit 25 years, they may have no desire to do that. Oh, no, and, I'm sure. I'm know, just saying, you know, I wish in, in, in a 
you know, this utopia, utopia that we could just acquire this. And I just, I feel like I hope that over time, and, and this seems to happen. I mean, Cognac, even honestly, since we've started doing it on the pod, I'm not saying because of our pod, as much as I would love for that to be the case. I just feel like Cognac has, is now getting a lot more attention and a big spotlight put on it in a way that I certainly didn't see 10 years ago. Yeah. And I really hope for Armagnac that the same thing happens because this is special. Like I, I would... I could see Senator's next life being in this whole world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could be. It's already happening. <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> the wheels are turning. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. fine, but nobody else finding out. You know, this, <laughs> that's another thing. Prices that's are going to just go up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> true. Well, the category, the category is... Uh, it's hip in some circles. It's not in others. So it's weird. It's a it's a weird category. You know, there's like an there's like an older, more mature group, and then there's kind of a hip like the Hennessy, kind of, you know, cognac drinkers or what. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's what's in, kind of in that, style. That's and, the beauty of it. And, Honestly, and if you think that. about it, how many spirits do you have where like an older crowd? that wants you know that robust refined after dinner drink but also a younger crowd who's like literally at a nightclub drinking the exact same spirit yeah. i mean it's crazy like the range of people who these spirits appeal to yeah and hennessy has made that leap right yeah yeah they've From done the it brand point of view yeah. Cognac. Armagnac. Yeah, don't give this to John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So it's time to do our 2023 Lounge Lizards Year in Review All right. and name our top cigars and pairings for the year. And we'll start with our pairings. Cool. So we'll start with number 10, Mount Gay XO Rum at a 9.5 that was delicious dude excellent and as we said on that episode and i actually have had some listeners email us saying that they agreed with the comment that mount gay xo is as close to cuban rum yeah as they've had which is where we were and we've said that yeah. and we've said that and i've still used you know i've still paired that with cuban cigars at home it's such an excellent rum oh yeah number nine don falano tequila añejo at a 9.6 what a fantastic tequila absolutely Number eight, Balvenie 21 Portwood. We did that 13 episodes ago on episode 100, 9.7. That was a very expensive bottle, by the way. Do you know how lucky we are? I'm just listening to this, and I'm, I'm just lucky. So now we have a four-way tie for spot number four. So there's four of them here, all ra uh, rated at a 9.8 composite score. I'm going to run them down. Havana Club 7-year from Cuba. Yes. The McAllen 12-year Sherry Cask. Tequila Ocho Añejo. And Weller Special Reserve Bourbon. There you go. All got a 9.8. And then we have a three-way tie. By the way, just those tied for fourth. I mean, that's a hell of a party. Hell it of a party. Hard, Imagine you show up and you have those four spirits. Oh, my yeah, goodness. You're not walking out of that party. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a three-way tie this year, boys, for number one on the podcast. And what I love about this, just as we were talking about, is it shows the evolution on the podcast here with our pairings. All three of t uh, spirits tied for number one are all completely different. So a three-way tie for number one with ratings of 10. We'll start with the Cavassier VSOP Cognac. Yes, sir. The Paul Roger Brute Reserve 2013. We also did that on episode 100. And the Santiago de Cuba. Dude. 20-year-aged ah. Cuban rum. 
So that, those are our top. That those are our tie, a three-way tie for number one. That Santiago brings back memories. Yeah, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm I getting emotional. Love, I just love that we have a three-way tie beha- between a rum, a cognac, and a champagne. It's incredible. I just think that that is such an evolution. It, that's the word evolution. It is. If you would have thought back when we started this podcast. I mean, we were all just predominantly consuming scotch. scotch. Mm-hmm. I don't recall a single time really seeing us anybody bring to a lounge a bottle of rum, a bottle of cognac, and what was the third giz? Tequila. Tequila. Well, I, tequila. I was bringing tequila. No, no, no. We had cognac, champagne. And, and, sorry, and champagne rum. would be the other one. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. me the exception there. And so the fact that this year our three highest rated spirits are all things that we never would have been consuming as aggressively as we do now Correct. years ago is amazing. It's incredible. And, you know, the, the McAllen 12-year is the only uh, scotch that we drink regularly that appeared in the top 10. That It was a 9.8, just yeah. slightly below that. Unbelievable. Just slightly below. And maybe the Armagnac would make that list now. Well, maybe. So the, the, so the, the D'Artigolong Bass oh, it's gonna. Armagnac XO that we did on episode 92, we did that with the Juan Lopez Selección number two. Right. That got a flat 9.0. So let's go through some of the worst <laughs> pairings that we've done this year. I always love doing this. I'm not going to be able to pronounce some of these. So a tie for number pass, five. Pass it over to Bam. No. <laughs> yeah, I got you, dude. A tie for number five uh, with a rating of flat six was the Basil Hayden's Bourbon Blech. and oh. the Anoch 12, 12-year-aged 12 Anoch. Garbage. Both at six. Oof. Tied for number four was the Senator Barrel Proof Straight Rye with a 5.8. I'm suing that company. By Honestly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I brought that in because of your name. But I do degrease motor parts with that thing. <laughs> I do. What do you rate it when you do that, Bam? That's got to be an eight. Okay, it good. It degreases beautifully. That's a big jump. <laughs> number three was the Peroni 0.0 non-alcoholic beer was a 5.5. And then the runner-up this year for worst spirit was the Doucet VSOP Cognac. And very low down at a 4.6 was the winner of the Raspberry this year for the worst spirit we've paired was the Barbancourt 15-year-aged rum. That was a stinker at a 4.6. 15 years, that's a crime. Yeah, that was I mean, it tasted like it was aged for 15 months. It just was not (laughs) good. It was so bad. All right, boys, you ready to move into uh, cigars? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do our top 10 list of Lounge Lizard cigars in 2023. We have a tie. So dramatic. Tie for number (laughs) 10 at a 9.2. We have a Cuban and a New World. The New World is the Padron Family Reserve number 85 Maduro. And the Cuban was an H. Upman Connoisseur A, both at a 9.2. Number 9, 9.3 for the Partagas Siri E, number 2. E2. Number eight, the Bolivar Coronas Gigantes at a 9.5. That was a great cigar. That was a surprise. Yeah. And that cigar, unfortunately, still, you know, not available anymore. Actually, that cigar is less available than the one we have in our hands. What what year was that? 2016, I believe. Yeah, 2016. That was the last year, right? Yeah. Fantastic. And then we have a three way tie for number five at a 9.6, three cigars. The EP Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance 2023. What a winner that cigar was. America. That was. (laughs) <laughs> so good. I wish that they would put that in the regular production. We also had the Cohiba Lancero and the H. Upman Robustos Anahados. So all three of those tied for number five at a 9.6. Excellent. Phenomenal. And then at number three, another Cuban and a New World tied at a 9.7 rating, the Oliva V. Lancero. 
and the Partagus Coronas Gordas Anahados. Wow. That Oliva V is something that we still talk about to this day. Oh, yeah. yeah. In our club, among us, what a unicorn that and thing is. And we smoke for, it every week. For, yeah, forget for that talk price, about it. It's cracked price. almost it all week. of our daily rotations. It has. Mm-hmm. I smoke at least two to three a week. It's insane. Same. It's so good. And that's a $5 Can't cigar. Beat the yeah. price. It's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. a $5 cigar. Yeah, I smoked that probably five to six times a week. Yeah. Yep. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, you know, we have a lot of listeners who say that that cigar was a, a true revelation for them at the price and the rating we gave. And I've had no one say, wow, you guys are crazy. A revelation Anyone for us Anyone who well. says we don't review budget cigars, watch that episode or Correct. listen to that episode. Correct. Yep. And then number two at a 9.9 was the Padron 50 Years, the Hammer in Maduro that we did on episode 100. And boys, number one this year was a Cuban, the Ramon Ionis, number two EL from 2019, the Edición Limitada which got a flat 10.0. Delicious cigar. That's an amazing cigar. And Puba, he smoked through them all too soon. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's a baller. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to hold back. I do have some for him. I'm going to give him one. So. All right, let's go through our stinkers, boys. We have a tie for number 10 of our stinkers. The HVC Hot Cake Corona Gorda and the Rocky Patel ALR Second Edition Robusto, both tied. At a 6.6. Rooster, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it's right on. <laughs> Pagoda's going to have a day of mourning over yes, this. Is. <laughs> I'm crying. I agree with the ratings. <laughs> and then number eight was The Leaf by Oscar at a 6.4. Oh, that was God. a stinker. Oh, we still haven't cleaned up all the pieces off the no, floor here from it's that. It's still cigar. in my teeth. The leaf. And that's just from the outer covering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which apparently some people smoke the outer covering. I'm very confused oh, by wow, the whole That's thing. awful. All right, number seven, Tatuaje Tuxtla Loma de Cerdo, the pork loin. Oh, butcher paper. At a 6.3, came in butcher paper. <laughs> Yo, rooster. <laughs> that was Yo. a rooster. That was a rooster. Uh, <laughs> not, a, not a bad cigar. <laughs> at number six, at a 6.2, was The New World by A.J. Fernandez, Dorado in Robusto. That was not even memorable. I don't even so smoke that. I don't even, even, I don't even remember smoking that, that cigar. Mind. We have our first Cuban entry at number five with a flat six tied with the Placencia Alma Fuerte Generation 5 is the Por Laranaga Galanis. Oh, yeah. Both of those yeah. were not great. Wow. Number three, this one was a major disappointment, the San Cristobal Hiramal Malaya Edición Regional oh. Malaysia. 5.8. Gross. And now we've come to our runner-up for Worst Cigar of the Year, the Caldwell, long live the queen, queen's sword at a 5.1. What a stinker. The queen is dead. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> that's true. And number one worst cigar we smoked this year was the Hoyo de Monterey Elegantes LCDH oh, at I a 4.8. Completely flat cigar. That, that, was, a, that was a bit surprising, I think. It was. That, that was, was bad. Mine my, my wouldn't even smoke. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You put yours down. So what, what's interesting to me about this is our worst cigar of the year and our best cigar that we smoked this year were both Cuban. Yeah. It's quite a range from a 10 to a 4.8. I mean, that perfectly sums up Cuban cigars. It does. Yeah. It's hit or it's miss. There, there's nothing in between, right? You're either going to get a great draw and a great experience, a tight cigar that you can't smoke. Uh, you just sign up for this when you're exploring the world of Cuban cigars. Yeah. Go for the staples and go to our list. Yep. Stick to it. So I would say the two big revelations for cigars this year for us, you know, just to highlight them again, are the E.P. Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance 2023, 
a limited edition, which wasn't a very expensive cigar. It no. was just limited. You couldn't get them. I think it was 20 or 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And well, that'll leave well, a Some of us could most of us couldn't get them, but apparently someone had their hands on. <laughs> you know, it's time for Pagoda accountability. This Can you is, tell this story? Yeah. Okay. This is, Not me, this him. is needed. No, 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 no. Because I don't think Bam was there Bam's to hear gonna this. Get upset. You're gonna you're gonna be shocked when you hear this. Like fall out of your him? chair shocked. Oh yeah. Crazy. So we're chatting in the other uh, in the lounge the other night about how much we love that Pledge of Allegiance cigar. And Pagoda's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I mean, I don't have any more. I, I had bought like five or six boxes of them, and they're all <laughs> gone. Five, six boxes? Boxes. When he said it, I thought he misspoke, and I was like, you mean cigars, right? He's like, no, 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 boxes. I'm like, I can't get one box. I can't even get an extra cigar. Yeah. And he's got five or six boxes. We I, talked about that cigar for three weeks for after three we weeks, rated it. And he gave I don't it to have all, any. He gave it to all of his friends who are not lizards on this podcast. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck Johnny. <laughs> what? <laughs> you goddamn bastard. You know, I, I missed that episode like, and I haven't had one. That one. <laughs> well, I, I handed it out to nearly everybody in the lounge. I handed it out to a wow. lot of people in the lounge. We're wow. just chopped liver. Chopped liver. No, no, that's not my chopped liver. That's good to know. The best part of Counting duly, duly, duly noted. Duly noted is right. No, don't worry, guys. I gave them out to everyone in the lounge except you. I was just saying the best part of that recounting the story was the wry smile on your face the whole time. You're just like, like so happy about it. Like, I'm not happy. I know, I know what it is. It's not happy. It's, so it's just ha- an idea. I was, I was trying to recollect because mm-hmm. I have a very short term memory. I have a question. Who in the room hasn't had it? Puba has. Have you had that? What? what? Which pledge? Pledge? Yeah. No, yeah, pledge no, of allegiance. allegiance. No, no, no. Allegiance. It's a limited pledge edition for July fourth. I didn't have it. Allegiance. I've and never had it. it. I don't know if I've had it. Yeah. I'll get it for you. One. It's yeah, a good one. I have. I'll I don't have it. I but, have. Uh, my you don't have. You gave away four boxes, five or six five boxes. Or six so boxes. I'll tell you what happened was I went to JNR and bought seven boxes. Seven, wow. seven, seven. Oh my god! I took all the inventory away, and then a lot of my friends really wanted it, and I just. Oh, we didn't want it at all. We're not your friends. No, we're not. By the way, I went through hell to get a box for the podcast, and he got seven. This is—I didn't know it was that difficult to get. Yeah, Jesus, unbelievable. No, that's why you bought seven boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are we are we really going to buy this narrative? It was it was uh, you know just immediate short term gratification and that was <laughs> I think I think it's hand up we know you were struggling hand up, hand we know up. you were we know you were struggling come on there time. you going go through some stuff. thank you hand up hand okay I'm glad your friends enjoyed them so yeah um, Puba and Grinder I have one for each of you guys awesome I have four left I'll give you guys one. Four boxes or four cigars? Four, st- <laughs> four sticks. I wish. <laughs> so how many? How many do you have left now, Pagoda? I have no, none. I finished none? them very quick. None. Yeah. Wow. Smoked I enjoyed that. I just He's... smoked them all. All right, boys. So let's go through five more cigars that rated nine and above in 2023. I think it's mm. it's important to to highlight these. A good blend of both New World and Cuban. We had the Davidoff Millennium Lancero at a 9.1. That remains an excellent cigar. That's also limited edition, so that's going to become yeah. even harder to find. Boy, I thought that I th- I feel like that's that's should be high, a couple Pips. tenths of a point higher. You're right. That's a so. hell of a smoke. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it's a great cigar. Then we had the Monte Cristo Supremos Edición Limitado from 2019. That was uh, that's also a tough one to get. That was a flat 9.0. Also tied with that was the Bolivar Royal Corona from Cuba. And the warped Maestro del Tiempo fifty two oh five, and you think about those three tied for a flat nine, 
From the point of view of price? From the point of view of price. It's insane. It's crazy. I mean, it's just dramatically, yeah. you know, varying in price. I, I mean, there's a, one there's one thing you can't take away from Davidoff is that they can roll anything. Sure. Consistency. Yeah. Except yeah. Toros. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get Absolutely okay. correct. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Duly noted, their Toros suck, generally. <laughs> 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 and then rounding out our top 15 is the Don Pepin Garcia Blue Lancero. Oh, yeah. Which also had a nine. And that, that was, was, a, that was a cigar. A, that, that was a secret sleeper. That's yeah. a sleeper. Like the Oliva V. Lancero and, yeah. the, and the Warped Maestro Del Tiempo 5205. I would say those three Correct. were real I, big surprises. I got so happy when you guys all love that yeah, Oliva V. Dude. Lancero. Because I have, I have, I do have like. 15 I I have, boxes. No, I don't have. <laughs> I think I have two. I think I have two boxes. And one of them. Is, I think I only have one left, like half of a box left. Yeah, well, I mean, that the, cigar is worth pursuing. It's so multiple good. boxes. The beauty of the boxes of those, there's 30 there's something. There's so many in there. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible yeah, value. And it, we should take some pride in a lot of the members here are now pursuing that cigar. It's being smoked by a lot of other members. It's a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then rounding out the stinkers that rated under a seven as far as cigars this year, we have two new worlds, the Illusion Holy Lance in Maduro. At a 6.9, the La Polina Goldie Leguito number two, which was a hype cigar, rated very poorly at a 6.8. And another Hoyo made the list, Hoyo de Monterey Epicure number one mm. at a 6.7. Yeah. It's probably the, the least liked Marca. We out of out of vindicate out of like maybe Romeo. Spikes. Romeo's one. Oh, that yeah. would be two. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. be honest though, that Oyo Double Corona. I happen to love that cigar. I always will love that cigar. It's, a little it's, a, bit, it's different. It's a polarizing cigar. It really is. We're, we're going to have to do that on an upcoming episode. Actually, we have the Punch yeah. Double Corona coming up on an upcoming episode. Just cool. when, when we do the Oil Double Corona, we'll do it without Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you did when you found it. Well, all I know is I remember sending her on, 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 on my deck at, at, <laughs> at about a couple years ago at about 1.30 in the morning saying this is the best cigar <laughs> I've ever <laughs> had in my entire life. Hands you guys were down. texting me. We were. <laughs> and he got into the last third and he said, this is the worst cigar <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Hands down. Hey, that's that sums up Cuban tobacco. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, boys. So this is interesting. We had a little bit of a variation on our composites this year. <laughs> Uh, in the in the prior years, they were a little bit closer to flat eights, you know, seven, nine, eight, as far as our composite score. So for all cigar all cigars this year in 2023, our composite score across all of us was a flat 8.0. In Cuban cigars, the composite was an 8.3, and New, New Worlds was a composite this year of a 7.9. So there was a four point swing between New Worlds and Cubans this year. Um, who was the most enthusiastic raider in the room? Uh, you're, uh, I you're, think the one asking the question. Asking the question. Yeah. So Bam, <laughs> Bam doesn't rate anything no. under a nine. I, I love cigars. <laughs> I always will love cigars. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. Bam is definitely the most generous raider in the room, which I think is a merit to him. Thank you. Uh, his The composite score, like I said, of all cigars was an 8.0. The outliers are two people, really. Um, Bam had an 8.3 composite for the year on all cigars. So three points higher, and Senator was a seven point nine. Whoa! Oh, yeah, and Are Puba really... actually was an, a seven point eight. So I, okay. so Puba and Senator right there. Are we really surprised? Who's no. the low? 
Puba and Senator were the lowest, oh, sorry, 7. Sorry. 8, yeah. seven point eight, seven point nine. And then in Cuban cigars, the they're composite, both very salty people. They are, they are. <laughs> and they sit <laughs> next to each other. Uh, yeah. Something happens osmosis. over here. It's called osmosis. <laughs> you know, refined palates. You know. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And in Cuban cigars, this one's wild. The composite score for the group was an eight point three. Bam was an eight point six, and Puba was almost ten points higher. Uh, five points higher. Excuse me. Puba was almost five points higher. At an eight point eight composite, I love Cuban for, cigars this year. I love you for that. Cuban Puba. cigars, okay. You're very enthusiastic about Cuban. <laughs> it's like yes, okay, yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that I'm, down, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> All right. I'm and then in New Worlds, the composite <laughs> was a seven point nine, and the most generous grader there was Bam, of course, with an eight point two. But I love these is, calculations. I'm so is, glad you did. Yeah. That. <laughs> but this is this is good because like it's I'm not, not sure if I'm glad. It's not a bad thing. This is the collective, yeah. you know, it's composite right. score, right? And, yeah. and, and what's nice about this is that the listener, like Bam was saying earlier, a listener can track along with whichever palette or couple palettes aligns with their own, and they can track that data on our website. So if your palette is like Bam's or is a little tougher of a grader like Senator and Puba. You know, you can follow along and and go through the list and see whose palette, you know, and and how we're rating. But what's interesting is the composite score always makes sense. It always makes right? sense at the end of every evening. It works, sure. and and it I works. think it, I think it's as we as we reflect on CA's top ten cigars, you know, that is influenced by so many other factors. This we're not influenced by these factors. Mm-hmm. We smoke what we smoke, Correct. and we rate what we're what we're tasting. And as a, as a listener, if you want to come to our our rating for the year, correct? Maybe in maybe in five years we'll be the predominant you know ranking yeah, for the correct. year. Who knows? I think they should correct. fire the CA's panel and hire us. I agree. <laughs> the advertisers won't waiting. like that. <laughs> All right, correct. I wasn't going to say it, but let's just acquire CA. There All you right. go. Uh, Done. All right. After Armanac, <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal venture. That's correct. <laughs> we got some private equity friends. We'll call them. And we'll, we'll get the PE friend, guys on the horn. And that's get right. Them, get them going. Get the PE people on the horn. So, boys, we're into the last third here of the Partagas 898 from Cuba. What's everybody thinking? So good. Man. I don't want to be too enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's your role. That's your data. But the data I, speaks. It's still incredible for me. Yeah, I'm really, really loving this. I haven't had one of these in quite some time. You know, I'm going to have to be very uh, disciplined to not reach for more. I mean, I thought but it would pick excellent. up in strength. It really hasn't. No. No, it's, it's been pretty it's, flat. It's been beautifully elegant here. from beginning to end for me. It hasn't picked up in strength, but I do think it's picked up a little bit in flavor in the sense that for me, the first two thirds were like very bready with all the notes that we've described. And the last third, like the bready notes have kind of dissipated. That's true. And I'm just getting more of like the traditional partigas yeah. like DNA. And yeah. I, I love that. So the final third for me is the best part of this cigar. Right. You know, for me at this point, I'm like an inch and a half away. I'm getting pretty deep coffee and earth. Yeah. Yeah. The Armagnac is a wonderful pairing. And, and like we did on episode 100, where we, where we also had two pairings, we've done it a few times in the past when we bring in champagne. But having the first half of the cigar with champagne and having the second half with this Armagnac, it really does create an interesting yeah. dance of flavor as you go through the cigar. You know, like you've kind of split the cigar into two. Dude, the champagne works. It works. That cleansing quality to it for me is the most attractive part of drinking a champagne with a cigar champagne it's is incredible. my favorite pairing with cigars dude now. i i bought dude, 100%. a case of of paul roger for the holidays that i'm looking forward to cracking like i'm only going to drink it during the holidays and that's that's what I'm, that's my new tradition and it's 
So fantastic. Senator's silently celebrating right now. But you know what? But you know what, Bam? It's, it's so true. silent, but at the same time, it's so loud. It's so <laughs> I mean, I, it's 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 something it's, it's something true. to take note. I mean, yeah. if if you if you enjoy, you know, all the wonderful flavors of a cigar from any any range, from from top to bottom. It seems to fit with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's no it's no. It, it spans the entire spectrum. It's so true. I, I'm just so happy to hear it because you have to understand, look, for for any guy, especially that enjoys cigars and, and likes to pair it with some sort gal, of a drink. Or gal. No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm this is intentionally I said guy. Okay. And the reason I said that for a, a woman who wants to pair a cigar with champagne, no one's ever gonna bat an eye. That's true. No problem. Right? Yeah. But truly, for most men who are not in the know. And don't really understand and appreciate everything that we are discussing about how champagne pairs perfectly with it. Mm -hmm. There's like this little bit of a stigma. There's like, yeah. why would you pair a champagne? Like, that's not a man's drink. You know, it just is not. There's this weird stigma. Yeah, there's a hesitation. There in is part. Yeah. more and, and more so in the U.S. I would argue. Yeah, than, than in then, Europe. Oh, for sure, not in Europe at all. You know, it, it's in, a U.S. thing. It's a U.S. thing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a great know, point. In Europe. It, it, particularly in the UK, uh, they'll 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 you know they'll drink over in London. They'll they'll drink champagne with breakfast with like with, Churchill. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Oh, yeah. And 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 so I think over here in in the, in the US, champagne's just kind of associated with celebration. Oh, my grandmother wants champagne and a mimosa with brunch. My my girlfriend or my wife likes a. Uh, like champagne or something in or i'll buy the bottle because it's a romantic occasion and that's when you would drink champagne champagne uh, it, there's different types and it's really versatile and i think that try the right kind and there's lots of bad champagne so so you know people have like ex like lots of bad experiences with it it's it's at a wedding you know they come out of the catering hall with these fluted glasses, yep. All the every you know, and they walk out with it, and they greet you with it, and you're kind of like, "This is shit." Like, I don't like champagne. Like, so the experience it's, it's with like it, glorified sprite, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and so you're getting like introduced to this when you're young or whenever, and you're like, "Awful!" Like, like who would drink this crap? Yeah, and then people like, say like, "Oh, I have such a bad hangover from champagne." It's like you're not even drinking real champagne; you're drinking like shitty, yeah. Like shitty sparkling that has Osti, so Osti much spumante. right. There's so much oh, added boy. residual sugar. Of course, you're gonna feel like shit the next morning. Like true champagne. One of my favorite um, just dinners. Period. I was this is a random story, but it just it came to mind. I was in um, New Orleans around Bastille Day, which is a huge like French holiday, and the um, owner of this famous restaurant, in New Orleans Galatoire's, amazing place. Uh, every year he shuts down the restaurant on Bastille Day and he has a private dinner just for like his friends, close friends and family. And I was down there shooting um, a bunch of advertising for a client and uh, he was involved, uh, the owner of this restaurant. And so he had invited us to his Bastille Day dinner and he flew in from France, this like very famous uh, champagne maker. And it was like a 10 course meal with every course had a different champagne oh my goodness i mean 10 different shades. it was absurd. you must have been in heaven oh i was I, it was <laughs> literally that's why it's one of the best meals i've ever had just like the pairings and the first thing out of this guy's mouth this french uh champagne maker he's got his accent that i won't even try to imitate 
And he goes, Oh, please try to imitate it. No, no, no. Please. And, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you know the best thing about French champagne? He says, We're gonna drink 10 champagnes tonight and you will have no hangover. Wow. Yeah. He says, because when you enjoy a quality champagne, you'll never experience that. That's awesome. And I'm listening to this like that's bullshit. I'm gonna have 10 glasses of champagne. I'm gonna be <laughs> hammered and I'm not gonna feel great in the morning. And I woke up and I was like, I feel amazing. And it was just, you know, that was earlier in my life where I had had real good champagne, but also plenty of garbage that I'm, I'm sitting there trying to reconcile, what do I make of this category? And when you start to figure out the good stuff, and again, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg for it, um, it it's, it's just game-changing, honestly. It just, for every, whether you're not even smoking a cigar and you're at dinner and you love seafood and you're ordering, you know, shrimp cocktail or oysters or anything like that, the best thing you're going to pair with that is going to be a glass of champagne. Just same way, like with a, a cigar that you don't want it to overpower, you want it to cleanse your palate, be able to really appreciate the nuanced flavor profile that you're getting. That it's perfect for yeah. that. So, I grinder, you literally made my night saying that, and mm -hmm. I'm just so happy. You ever see that, that, that movie, group... The Grinch, where his heart grows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right know here. what? And it's reflected <laughs> in his ratings. It's right there. <laughs> He's the Grinch. He's the Grinch. I like I, I'm sorry. The, 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 the lizard who uses the Grinch uh, uh, <laughs> what are, gizmo all the time. <laughs> so true. there's And who doesn't like Christmas trees. So <laughs> gizmo's true. the Grinch. Yeah, and he true. steals yeah. presents. <laughs> he steals presents. <laughs> he steals presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the other challenge with champagne, too, I think for the cigar smoke, is sometimes it's a sedentary or or you want one glass of scotch or two glasses of scotch and and, and that can get you you know two healthy pours can get you through a cigar if you if you take your time you know who wants to open a, a, a 60 bottle are you going to drink a whole bottle of champagne on your own so I, I've never done that. <laughs> well, I, no, you know what I'm saying. Who I, would I, ever do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. God bless you. Uh, uh, bless your heart. But 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 you know sometimes it's an invest. In other words, you pop, yeah. you open it, and generally speaking, generally speaking, you know I could drink a half bottle of champagne and and drive an eighteen wheeler. It's no problem. But my point is, is that it, you're not just you know. People aren't opening that like you open the scotch, you pour it, and I think that that's a rate limiting factor to in, to some extent. It mm. is true, and it's a good point you bring up because a great hack for this to solve for this problem, I got this as like a stocking stuffer years ago, and I think I've mentioned this on probably many episodes ago, but literally on Amazon, you get these little like vacuum sealer, like this top that you put in the bottle. Wine saver, it's called. Yeah, right? and it comes with this little vacuum pump. It's literally like 10, 15 bucks on Amazon. And I was skeptical at first. I'm like, I, I know you usually use it for wine to preserve it so it doesn't lose the flavor and, and get acidic and, and go bad. And I've tried it with champagne and I was so skeptical. And I kid you not, you put this, it sucks all the air out of the bottle to preserve it. You just throw it in your fridge. You open that the next day, even two days later, you just hit the tab at the top, lets the air out, and um, it's still sparkling. It's still perfectly sparkling. Really? Yeah, we should we should wow. talk about what that the name of the product so we can That's order. Very, it. I'll, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the episode description for the listener. 
so they can go out and buy it. I have that as well. I've never used it for champagne, but it's so cheap I, and I it's this, so great. I have the same problem you're describing. Even when I'm hosting, obviously, as someone who loves champagne, I'm always like, someone's great. Are we going to drink champagne. this? Are we going to finish it? Is right. It gonna be- and then the problem is, like, you know, I get a little overzealous. And so everybody <laughs> is well lubricated. And it's like one person wants one more glass of champagne. And then I open another bottle. Oh, boy. And like, I've drank plenty at this point. I'm not going to finish it that night. And then I, this used to happen where I'm like, great. I have like, Almost a full bottle of champagne that I'm. There's no way I'm going to consume at how much I've had at this point, and it just goes to waste, and it would just kill me. And now having this solution, it's amazing. I just pop yeah. it in the fridge and I revisit it the next day or yeah, two. Yeah, we should put that in the thing because yeah. I think that is a rate limiting factor. You can open a bottle of scotch, have a little taste, mm-hmm. or well, I got a little bit left in the cigar. I'm just going to top off my drink. Well. With a bottle of champagne, you kind of feel like it's a commitment to open. You yeah. Know? And the other thing about champagne, too, and obviously we do this as cigar smokers, but there's an element of the sharing and, and opening that bottle like we did tonight. It makes it better when you're with other people sure. sharing that spirit. Sure. You know, so there is that celebratory nature to me with champagne that, you know, this is a great tool, but I just find it better when I'm with other folks. Of, of course. course. But you also want to be a little bit like Winston Churchill, who's just going to just drink champagne when he wants to drink fucking champagne. Yeah, every day <laughs> like, should you know be a celebration. In bed. <laughs> right, right. With breakfast, with his eggs. Yeah. <laughs> In the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, before we get to our ratings, and we have three to do tonight, actually, I wanted to throw out one more set of data points that celebrates our listeners and this amazing community we've built. Um, we had an incredible year with our listeners in 2023. The emails have been fantastic. I share them with all the lizards. I send them around. It's the, the, the volume of them has ramped up. Please keep sending your emails, comment on the show. Tell us what to smoke. Tell us what to drink. We had a 331% growth wow. of our listener base in 2023, tremendous. which is incredible. just it's incredible. Wow. So we're so happy to have all of our listeners with us, we're in over 50 countries now, listening on a weekly basis. Spectacular. The one thing I will say is we, Spotify actually sent us a note uh, in the, the rap that we get each year as a, a podcaster that we have a, a high level of very engaged listeners, which is really amazing to me that our listeners are going, they listen each week, they go back, they listen to our back catalog. We have listeners who say they're on their fourth or fifth listen through mm. of all of, of all hundred and at this point thirteen some odd episodes. The engagement from our listeners, this passion that this community has for what we have here in the room with our our greater listener community, we just have to celebrate that because it's really really incredible. We do, and just you know what bring brought that to life for me very recently. We we had a new member join our lounge who was a listener. And it was so funny to me in the first time I'm meeting him, I'm sitting there with Gizmo and, you know, we have plenty of inside jokes that we share on this podcast that if you've listened all the way through, you would know, right? It's like you're here in the room with us. And I couldn't believe I'm saying things to Gizmo that really only the seven of us would know or someone who's truly listened to this pod all the way through. And every single thing, it's like he he was. It's like he's done the podcast with us. He knew every little inside joke. I'm making a little dig at Giz. He's making a little dig at me. He's chiming in and bringing up something from a prior episode. And exactly what you're describing. It was just so cool to see. You know, we always talk about the listener being in the room with us. To actually have gotten to experience it recently the other night was just incredible. Yeah, and I just Agreed. love all our listeners out there. Agreed. Yeah, we have a we have a really amazing thing in this community we've built. And what I love too is hearing from other listeners who, you know, don't live near us and go to their lounge and they're forming their own yeah. 
community of lizards in their lounges and they're doing what we do. They're smoking the same thing, drinking the same thing and sharing that with each other. And that's just, it's tremendous. It's, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. It so it's, we, it's really something that needs to be celebrated is just how amazing our listeners are. And yeah. we're so happy to have you with us. So I have two emails that we'll wrap up with and then we'll get into our ratings. First is from listener lizard Brooks. And he says, hi, lounge lizards. Hope this message finds you well. I'm a devoted listener hailing from sunny Santa Barbara, California. As you may know, we're blessed with near-perfect cigar weather year-round. I've been immersed in the premium cigar world for about three years now, thanks in part to my father being a daily smoker. I'm so envious of that. Yeah. I wish my dad smoked cigars. He's had an affinity for those dog rocket cheapies from Cigars <laughs> International. Dog rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Since I can remember. I like that. I'm going to use that. It's dog rocket. rocket cheapies. Dog rocket cheapies. Always a lizard with a dig. That's, that's for you, Pagoda. That's a nod to you. I've been trying to nudge him toward premium sticks, but alas, he remains steadfast in his frugality. I wanted to take a moment to express my genuine appreciation for the Lounge Lizards podcast. Your show has become a weekly ritual for me. And that word really caught me, ritual, because it is a ritual for us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really an incredible thing. Your show has become a weekly ritual for me, and I eagerly anticipate each episode, especially your insightful, insightful reviews on the cigars you choose, which is almost identical to my palate. The witty banter and camaraderie are awesome. And he goes on to share some cigars he wants to, uh, to have us try, which we're going to bring in. And he said, in closing, I want to express my gratitude for the dedication, creativity, and passion you infuse into each episode. Keep up the fantastic work, and I look forward to more enjoyable episodes in the future. Wow, that's Best wonderful. That's incredible. That's, that's, excellent. that's awesome. wonderful as that. Awesome. It's nice to hear someone say we're not naive school kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very true. And I have one more for you from Lizard Sean. I know we mentioned him the other day. He had heard us talking about him on the podcast. And he said, you know, and he sent me a, a like a happy crying emoji. He said, you know, I just wrapped up the latest pod as a tear trickled down my cheek. I forgot that I had sent that email to you guys that I had read. As I was listening to the pod, I had had a bad day. And on my way to the, on my way to the lounge after a really bad day at work, without you guys, I would have just gone home and been in a really bad mood the rest of the evening. Now I get to go and smoke a cigar and talk to the guys at my lounge and completely forget about my shitty day. Yeah. You guys rock. You know, he echoes a lot of our sentiments. We all have tough days, tough weeks, tough months at work. This thing just makes you forget about everything. It's true. Get lost in a cloud of smoke. That's all you need to do. So I just wanted to share those two, kind of summing up the, the conversation around this amazing community. It's, and we're very, very lucky, and we really, you know, we still love coming to do this. Yeah. All right, boys, it's time to move into our ratings. Are you guys ready to do the rating? On the Dom Perignon Champagne from 2013? Yes, sir. Bam, bam, you're up. These are all going to be very easy. That champagne's a 10. Ooh. Nice start, bam. Yeah, you know, it's buttery and creamy on the finish. And like I said, I can smoke any cigar with a high-quality champagne like this. Any cigar. And that's the utility in it. It's just incredible. 10. Grinder. It's a 10. Okay. Pagoda. Uh, it had me at the first Hello. Ten. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> Senator. So I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. I've been going back and forth. Oh, boy. The whole night on this. The Grinch. I know it's not a Paul Roger. Between a nine and a ten. And the reason I say that, my first experience with Dom, like I said, it was spectacular. Perfection. Like if I could have asked someone... 
to blend and make a champagne for me, that's what it would have been. And that was a 10. This is tough because when I took the first few sips, I was at a nine. As it came down in temperature, I was getting closer to 10. But I I am going to go with a nine. Whoa. Which is still a great score. And that is not to knock this bottle. It's just the standard for Dom Perignon is so high. It's such a credit to them, right? Like this were many other brands. I wouldn't be saying anything I am right now. I think that there are other vintages out there that, and not crazy vintage, I'm not talking about stuff from 20, 30 years ago, but more recent, that edge this a bit, that would round up to a 10 for me. And the price point is serious. I mean, to spend $250 on a bottle of champagne, you want it to be perfect. And um, I, for me, this was, so the, the buttery, smooth, silky delivery that's characteristic of every vintage of Dom. That's what makes Dom Perignon Dom Perignon. And that definitely delivers there. It's the balance of flavors. I got like aggressive minerality and not not much fruit. Like No. And I, I want a little bit because the vintage that I loved, and I really wish I remembered the year, it's within the last five years, I got like these like very faint floral and peach notes and... I don't like anything overly sweet, but it was just subtle and complex enough that it was like just a perfect delivery. It was like an LGC that like Rooster would love, but like champagne. And I just wanted some more complexity from the sweeter side, not sweet, but sweeter in the sense that some of those fruit notes and that what I've had before would have given it to 10. So I'm going to be at a nine. And that means that this is, I think, an excellent vintage but I'm going to pursue other ones that I think might check that 10 for me. You know, you come, you're, you're entering into deep waters with your knowledge that most of us, I don't, I certainly don't have it. So I, I respect your rating. So I actually thought that I was going to get yelled at. So I'm terribly relieved. <laughs> <laughs> like terribly relieved. Are you following someone's footsteps? No, I, I actually had written down a nine even before okay. we, we started the ratings on this. It is a nine for me. I think that, the reason why I'm going to give it a nine, I'm piggybacking on your flavor notes. I think it's amazing. I think it's excellent. Factoring in value, to Grinder's point, going out and buying that case of Paul Roger, the value there is tremendous. I mean, it's true. You can't beat that value. True. So at two hundred fifty dollars a bottle, chasing this aged, you know, the vintage here, it's just not for me. So I'm only going to drink this on very, very rare special occasions. It's not something that I'm going to go buy and reach for. And I'm very comfortable in nine. Like I said, I thought I was going to be the only one, um, but that's absolutely perfect for me tonight. Puba. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stray from that a little bit. It delivers the Dom Perignon delivers m more of a buttery balanced note. I did get more fruit out of it than Senator got. Um, I got I thought it was fruit forward um, more than 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 what he got out of it, or maybe what you got out of it. Um, that's just what I got. So for me, I thought it was balanced. I, I, I did get fruit. Um, I did get that sweetness and, and that butteriness. And, and to me, it, it, it delivered a really balanced experience. Um, you know, so I'm, I mean, I'm going to give it a, 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 an unabashed 10. Nice. You know, I, I'm going to go there. I, I, I mean, if I had to split hairs, would it be, uh, you know, that right. would maybe be a different conversation. But I, I'm going to, you know, I'm rounding up a little bit um, because. 
And I respect the tens. I yeah. do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, too. I'm, I'm going to give it, but I mean, I'm not saying that like it's a, you know, that there isn't anything maybe better out there. But but for me, I I, I do diverge a little bit from. I got that. I got I got I got butter, and I got that 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 delivery that you know you kind of can't really replicate it's tough to it's a little bit tough to beat Mm -hmm. probably under other vintages out there that may deliver an experience but it's all personal so for me it's a 10 uh on the dom so that boys puts the formal liquor rating on the dom perignon at a 9.7 fantastic that's a great score score. perfect you know i i tend not to factor in cost maybe i should but i am enthusiastic but I, if I love something, I'm I'm gonna go buy it and I'm gonna enjoy it. Honestly, it you don't. There aren't many things that you can buy for a few hundred dollars and have an incredible time with it. Yeah, so they just so aren't. that's exactly what I feel. Right, I, you know, because the Delta, into you know, a I'm, dumb, looking, I'm yeah, looking at it like this, yeah. like the Delta that we were talking about. The Delta is the brand. So, Correct. So, so the price Delta is the brand of Dom. So if you take that out of the equation. This just delivers a, a more refined experience than your 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 Paul Roger. And uh, look, I uh, love Paul Roger, but then, I don't then, get that then, buttery experience. But the vintage Paul Roger, the non-vintage Paul right, Roger. Right, okay, the, right. Non, that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. The non-vintage Paul Roger. So you know, um, I, I, you know, for me it was a ten. Cool. You know. All right, boys. It's time to do the formal liquor rating now on our second pairing tonight, the Delord. 25-year-aged Armagnac. Bam, bam, you're up. Yeah, this is also a 10 for me, honestly. When I, as I take a sip, the aromatics are so powerful with vanilla and caramel. It's incredible. Yeah, and there aren't many spirits that I've experienced that with. This is a 10 for me. Grinder. It's, um. so I've been, I didn't uh, consume as much uh, tonight, but it is delicious. And um, the aroma I spent a lot of time just sniffing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so consuming and um, sweet and uh, not overtly smooth. sweet though. Uh, yeah. And for for me, it's a nine, uh, which I think is a good score. It's a great score. Pagoda. Yeah, for me, it's a nine. I you know I've been debating between a nine and a ten, but my experience and unfortunately, you know, I'm comparing with the dom, right? Because we're smoking the same cigar and now we're having, you know, champagne and then we're having the Armagnac, and um, I just enjoyed my experience with the champagne a lot more, but I'm also a champagne drinker, so I don't know whether it's somewhat biased, uh, but uh, if I were to continue smoking, and if you were to open both the bottles in front of me again, I would definitely head towards the champagne as opposed to the Armagnac, and um, very, very pleasant. By the way, I think if we were doing it independently, my score might have been different, Um, but uh, it's a nine for me. Senator. Uh, so the, the Armagnac for me was the star of the show. Uh, it's a 10 all day. This is one of the most enjoyable spirits I've consumed this entire calendar year. It's not even close. I would absolutely and I will go pursue buying this bottle. It's different. I can't believe the price point. Yeah. I mean, truly, if you said this is a $200 spirit, I'd believe it. It's yeah. that smooth. It's, it's that refined. It's that robust. It's full flavored. I mean, it checks every box yeah. that you want out of a brandy, whether it's made in cognac or Armagnac. So for me, it's definitely a 10, and I'm just, this opens up Pandora's box because now I want to really go deep into Armagnac. Deep into, uh, agreed. Okay. So I'm exactly in the same place. Mm-hmm. I'm at a 10. 
I think this Armagnac is phenomenal. I think the price is phenomenal. It's something I'm going to pursue tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to figure out which Bottle King Bam went to. I'm going to go there tomorrow. <laughs> There's none over there. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Like, you know, and that's where, not, not comparing uh, the spirits, but, you know, the Dom Perignon at a nine for me is something I'm just not even thinking about going out and buying. I enjoyed the experience. It's not something I'm going to look to repeat. This Armagnac tonight, unbelievable yeah. for me unbelievable yeah. like puba said when he picked it up completely blew him away mm-hmm. it, it 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 you know what senator just said flavor note wise it was he nailed it for me it yeah. was perfect um i am totally impressed with this armagnac at 25 years age at 86 bucks yeah it's a 10 and i i know puba's got to do a rating but what's crazy about this is this would be incredible during the holidays but it's incredible every single day year round yeah right yeah. absolutely yeah puba I feel it, there's a richness to it and like a viscosity to this makes it like I can drink multiple it's it's rich in flavor and it's deep in flavor and uh but it's balanced it, th- there's a lot of merit to this and I'm just trying to figure out where it slots I mean I, like I, I feel like I can drink more volume or more have multiple glasses of like Remy where this is feels like more of an after dinner drink to me. I mean, this is twenty five years age. We'd yeah. say the same about a twenty. I mean, Balvenie twenty one. It's true. Yeah, I think I'm at a ten because of what it stands for. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it is. I mean, it, but it slots in for me in a different spot than like an every like a, like a Remy or an everyday kind of cognac would. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't see myself drinking this like multiple glasses of it. I guess, um, <laughs> maybe that's no, that's my not problem. crazy. I mean, l- let's be honest. We yeah. did Remy XO. I'm not going to drink Remy XO every day. But I still yeah. gave it a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, and I'm just thinking about it. I'm just trying to be, you know, prescriptive in the in, in the review. I'm going to give it a ten because of what it stands for. It it it's it's an after dinner drink for me. It's something I'm going to have one, maybe two, um, where like, I feel like I could drink, you know, a Remy VSOP. I could, I could, I could have four easily. Um, not that this was aggressive or anything like that. It's just that there's a richness to it and a, and a depth to it. I, I, I give it a 10 all day. It's a, it, it, it's really an interesting, um, this Armanac is really something interesting. I'm going to pursue more of it. Um, very pleased. I just had to think about it for a minute. Yeah. So the formal liquor rating boys. Sorry the- for being so protracted in my analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So the formal liquor rating boys on the Delord 25 years aged Armagnac tonight is a 9.7 right in line. Very good. With the Dom Perignon champagne. Uh, wow. And now it is time to move in to the formal lizard rating for this awful cigar on the Partagas <laughs> 898 Rooster Europe. So the 898 is one of my favorite cigars. I mean, I love the cigar. I don't reach for it often enough. It's just the price and so hard to get. Um, I'm going to give this a nine. Having said that, I've had some older 898s. I think they do need a, they do need some age. So older boxes, I think just the flavor is just wonderful. But this cigar also delivered, you know, there was leather, there was a little bit of spice, 
there was the bready note and the sourdough notes, and it was it was a great cigar. So overall, and it I, I didn't have any draw issues, burn issues. My combustion was great, so I'm gonna give it a nine. Puba, it's a nine uh, for me. I've, it's been a nine the whole way through. I just don't. It's it doesn't reach that kind of level um, for me. Uh, it, the combustion issues. And the draw issues is just a non-starter. If I can't get enough smoke in the, into my mouth, even with, you know, I, 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 lit a, I lit another one because the first one was too tight. So for me, mm. um, performance-wise, it could do a lot better. I think if it, I, I, the blend is great, the taste is great, the performance took it down a notch uh, for me, so it's a nine. So I'm in, I'm in the same camp. You know, I wish this was going to be a 10 tonight. You know, I think, like Rooster said, I think this is a cigar that does need more than four years of age. I think it's something that at six, eight, ten years, it it starts to reach that next level of of excellent Cuban tobacco, which was certainly my reference point coming in tonight. This 2020 box was really good. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it smoked really well. You know, unfortunately, like you said, it's so hard to get. The price now is very, very high. It's something that you don't reach for very often. And the value that it provided tonight, to Puba's point, not a lot of, you know, the, the draw was resistant, not a lot of smoke output. It was still pleasurable for me, but it certainly was not the best of the best like I was hoping it to be. So I am a slight bit disappointed giving it a nine tonight, but that's the right rating. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think we we're a bit spoiled because having had some older 898s. So On your kinda, porch. Kind of compared to that. <laughs> and then, you know, you realize like, okay, this is a great cigar, but we have had a better True. We blame you, Rooster. But I would say, I will say one caveat: the age is not the only thing; it's the construction. Senator, it's a nine for me for all the reasons that have been stated. But you know, Rooster's point about we've been spoiled and and had other years. For me, the nine is not just because I've had other years; it's for what Puba described. I mean, honestly, I I've I've had several eight nine eights, and many of them have had a very tight draw. Where, like Puba describes, you just can't get as much smoke as you want out of that cigar, and at the price point, you you expect it to be able to do that much more consistently than it does, and um, it detracts from the experience. So a nine is still an amazing score. I mean, the sure flavor is. profile is awesome. Mm-hmm. With age, it definitely gets better. It gets fuller. It's more concentrated and rich. But the the honestly, just the construction is is the biggest challenge for why right now. It's a nine for me. Hmm. Pagoda. Uh, it's a nine for me. Uh, and But I think Roos has really spoiled me. <laughs> I, I think from, from uh, you know, my first experience on the deck, uh, having that 898, that was hands down 10. Then we've had it a couple of other times. Those were 10s. Uh, you know, I came in so excited to be smoking the 898 because it is one of my favorite cigars. Not that I've had many of them. But, you know, when you have these cigars, which are few, and you kind of, idolize and you're looking and you really want to experience them and you want to really enjoy them i was coming in seeking that experience yeah, that's a great point and you know my first cigar was a dud uh thanks rooster he you know he hooked me up with another one and which was fantastic and brought a smile on my face and experienced all the flavors and um but you know um considering just the overall experience it's, it's a nine for me grinder I'm not going to beat a dead horse. It's a nine for me for all the reasons cited. Bam, bam. 
So I, I love the way Pagoda put it, idolize. I do idolize the cigar because it's so difficult to attain. And, you know, all of you speak incredibly about the cigar. I've only had 40s. This is the, my fourth ever. I've never had a draw issue. Not, none were ever plugged. The first two inches on this for me was a 10. And it dissipated and it, and it kind of leveled out and settled in. I, I, I am at a nine. I don't think that's a demerit. I think that's an elite score for this cigar, and I think it's it's an incredible experience. It's Nine. like it's like a ras. You're throwing me off, man. You know my you know, my thing for me, yeah, but for me, like what's disappointing is the blend is super. Yeah, it's super. The flavor profile of the cigar is super, and it's like when it's good. I think to what Pagoda was saying and what everyone agrees with here in the commentary is that like when it's, if it, if it would just draw the right way, like if it would perform in the way it's should perform, like the score would be uh, higher. There'd be more tens in the room. That's, that's the frustrating thing because it's like everything's there, but the performance just, yeah, Honestly, the performance I, was subpar. I've for me. never had that problem. Exactly. Same I really here. haven't. I've Sorry. had like few boxes. Like I have not had a single plug. Never. Eight, nine, eight. No, really? Now, Lucy's on the other hand, plenty. These but were not an eight. These were I've had plugged. the opposite. These weren't plugged. They were. They were tight. They were too really tight. tight. Right. I mean, tight that you couldn't even uh, enjoy a cigar. So yeah. So maybe that's, so maybe that's know. yeah. Maybe that's you could define it as plugged, but whatever you want to call it. Right. So it's I haven't disappointing. Had that yeah. It's just it is because everything is there, all the ingredients is there, and it's like it's like a great piece of steak, and you just you you <laughs> you, you cooked it to medium plus or something. Do you know what I mean? Like like you know, and you're just going, God damn it! Yep, you know all the uh, this. That's a great it, analogy. It, it, it tastes yeah. everything's there, but you just fucked it up. Well, <laughs> and you know, I you know what I mean? Like I think this cigar rating a nine. And us having this I was about disappointed to say conversation about a rating of a nine tells you what our expectation right. and previous experiences yeah. with the cigar have and been. And I think Pagoda nailed it on head. We idol I idolize this. This is an I ideal cigar that we want and we yeah. pursue. A nine is still an incredible score. Right. And it, it just yeah. tells you how incredible this cigar is. Right. That and we're upset be. that we're giving it a nine. <laughs> I don't think it's there's upsetting. ever been a cigar that we reviewed where we gave it a nine and said, man, it really just should have gotten that 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's and we that want elitist it. cigar it's that we know it can hit that 10. Over, We've had it. Right. That's it's overcooked right. Wagyu. <laughs> like, like it, 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 it's just kind of like yeah. you're like dude oh you're so close you know? <laughs> I think you, you hit it on the nail there, that's the best that is a great no, 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 honestly yeah. the three of you like Pagoda Senator and, P and Puba you got the way the commentary is so accurate about the cigar we want it to be a 10 the yeah. desires to it's give it there a, though it like, is dude the, the, yeah. like, and I know the also, blend is there yeah, yeah it also kills you because when we bought these boxes uh, four, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, we mm. paid like five hundred dollars for those. Oh, I paid more. Okay, yeah, because I bought them earlier. Yeah. But if you buy them now and it's you're paying outrageous. like you know over a thousand dollars for a for a fresh box, eleven hundred bucks, and then you're gonna get like half of them not perform well. I mean, that's yeah, it's a crazy. problem. That that it's bugs you more. Yeah. yeah. The former Lizard Rating Boys is a flat nine point zero. There you go. On the part, it's eight nine eight, which is. Elite. For the first time, Still. a highly disappointing score in the room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it shouldn't be that because yeah. it's a better cigar yeah, than yeah. that. It says a yeah. lot about the cigar. Yeah. So let's do some comparing on our three ratings tonight. We'll start with the champagne. 
We've actually only rated two other champagnes on the podcast. We've drank more than that, but we've only rated two of them. How drunk were we that we've only uh, rated uh, two uh, champagnes? No. We've had That's a lot true. more than two. <laughs> the Vilmar and C champagne got an 8.7, and the Paul Roger Brut Reserve 2013 got a 10.0. So it's we, we didn't rate really Boulanger. Boulanger? Boulanger? Boulanger, no. yeah. We haven't done Boulanger? We did it. We didn't rate it. Interesting. Oh, that's a crime. It is. That's a, That was an excellent well, champagne. Yeah, that that, I guess we'll have to drink it again, guys. We do. Because <laughs> that's like a whole different animal. Yeah. That's like a whole different animal. Yep. And then on the Armagnac, we did the... Hold on. We didn't rate the Paul Roger Vintage? We did. It got, a ten, it got a 10. So we haven't rated the regular no. non-vintage? We did not oh rate the regular. Wow. I've had that, that like a thousand times on Because we drank it, we never rated it. It's the MC's really? fault. No, it's not. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's Baba Booey. It's bad, bad production. Management. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Armagnac at a 9. 9.7. <laughs> I'm not even acknowledging his commentary. The uh, Choppas. The, the Dartigalong XO got a, a 9.0 on episode 92. Okay. So this was quite a bit better than that from yeah. a rating standpoint. And then on the cigar, I want to compare it to the other eight Partagas cigars that we've done on the podcast since day one. Episode one, we did the Maduro number one. That was an mm-hmm. 8.7. The New Year's Eve episode two years ago, if you can believe it, we did the Partagas series D number four. It's got a 9.2. On episode 14, the Calebra wow. episode, if you remember how oh, that amazing was that was. Incredible. We got it. We gave the Calebras a 9.3, which was a huge shock. In fairness, we were school children on that. That's <laughs> true. Excited school, naive school children. Uh, the Partagas short from episode 16 got an 8.0. Episode 36, the series P number two, 8.7. The Partagas Lusitanius was a huge disappointment with Rob Isla on episode yep. 56. Got a flat 8.0. The Corona's Gordas Anahados on episode 64 was a 9.7. That was an excellent cigar. Oof. And then finally on episode 82, the series E number two was a 9.3. So this is the first part of this in a while. Rating at a 9.0 kind of falls in the middle of the pack. Surprising because an yes. E2, based on tonight's experience, blows the doors. Yeah. And rated off. three, you know. Rated three it's points higher. Yeah. Points in time, you yeah. know. So, boys, another year done. We're yes, on sir. to 2024. Bring it on, baby. We had two pairings. The Dom Perignon Champagne from 2013 got a 9.7. And matching that at a 9.7 was the Delore 25-year-aged Armagnac. And the Partagas 898 from Cuba got a flat 9.0. Great night, guys. Great conversation and another great year. Thanks so much to our listeners out there. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.